Hey everybody, welcome to episode 116. 16? 16. Oh. This podcast is now old enough to drive if it were 100 and you had to re-earn your driver's license at 116. <laughs> Turn this podcast around, I forgot my wallet. <laughs> oh, I'm your host, Michael Raparez. We've got an interesting show ahead. Don't um, it's it's a kind of a paltry week for new releases, unless you're a fan of Legos. Oh, is this 2015? And Jurassic Park. Ah, yes. <laughs> yes, it is. It is both of those things. And Jurassic Park is coming up both as a Lego game and as a movie. So, Dave, you suggested we do something dinosaur-related. Yep. I'd like to hear the proper pronunciation. Dinosaurs. Thank you. Dinosaur. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. <laughs> Actually, when Henry Im- initially uh, suggested it, he spelled it dinosaurs. So yep. I assumed it was funny writing. Yeah, it's like, oh man, I can't wait to write about candies. That's what <laughs> I'm assuming I, that's a thing. That's what I, Henry Gilbert, H E N E R E Y G on Twitter. God, he's said. good. This has been Spelling Funnies with the (laughs) cast Uh, of the worst podcast on earth. I did finally change my Twitter name to Chris Ann Tweetsta. Really? By demand. Chris, you should take, if you took self-promotion as seriously as I do, just Mm -hmm. imagine how popular you'd be. Yeah. yeah. Spelled out your uh, your Twitter handle every time you were mentioned by name. Cantista, it's easy. Two syllables. Mm -hmm. See that, Hank? Yeah, <laughs> too too unnecessary. Just think, yeah. Chris can't Easter. Can't Easter. Whatever. I sign my name like that now. You as can't long do as it. you know me, it's always can't. Mm-hmm. It, it, I think it's symbolic of don't expect much. Are you a can Tista or a can't Tista? I try, rarely <laughs> succeed. Except can do Tista. Except at podcasting, mm. um, which not that I, I'm great at it, but I've done a lot. I've done a whole lot. Yeah. I think when you do a whole lot, you just get better. It's like drawing that. Gotta way. have my thousand hours in. Mm-hmm. At this point, yep. um, even a thousand terrible hours, like there's a slight grade of quality from, from one end to the next that if you're really listening carefully, you can tell. But, you know, more often than not, so it's we, not obvious. When you spend a thousand hours doing podcasts, you can officially fly a podcast, right? Yes. Is that it? Yes. Yes. You can fly a podcast <laughs> solo. Okay. You, you can do the Rush Limbaugh thing and just talk into a mic for two hours. <laughs> you get a call from Les and he asked you to podcast on the last nine minutes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's great. It's, yeah, great. Yeah. it's fantastic. <laughs> that's where podcasters go now. That, that, that's the ultimate dream. Mm-hmm. Uh, anyway. I do a tight 90 on Letterman. <laughs> nice, nice. <laughs> Uh, what's the, what is the topic of this week? Topic yeah, this week, after a bunch of waffling around, because dinosaurs is a pretty broad field. Mm. But Dave, you brought up the uh, T Rex from Tomb Raider, yeah. And iconic. so finally, at the very last minute, I decided T Rex bosses mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. that's a relatively small field compared to dinosaurs, which is gigantic. It's an excellent band name. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so now I've showed you how the sausage is made. The rest of this episode won't be entertaining. So let's just begin with... Number five. Ah! Alright, the... I don't know if... The... The, uh... <laughs> that's not a giveaway to you? I have... An, I, don't, I don't want to say, because I'm not sure. Alright, well, this is Bonk's Adventure. Oh! Specifically King Drool at the very end who appears as a ghost on the moon. He's he's a uh, T-Rex dragon hybrid who wears a crown. He uh, kidnapped Princess Zah, who's like a tiny Diplodocus. Mm. It's the closest thing Turbo Graphics had to a good game. Yes, mm-hmm. Turbo. Well, this is Bloody uh, Wolf. You know, you know, Bomberman was on mm. Turbo Graphics. I, I do. It was on a bunch of platforms before that too. Yep. 
I'm just saying it was a good game on the machine, you know? No, because Bomberman was a pre-existing character, so the, the mascot for the entire system yeah, was, was Bonk. Bonk. And Zonk. And, and they don't... Man, they hold up so poorly. Like, I, mm. I loved playing and replaying these games at my rich friend's house, which mm-hmm. is kind of the only way you could do that. Uh, how much... I, we, did, we did that on the most expensive uh, everything Laser Time episode. The Turbo Duo is technically the most expensive console ever made. More so than the Neo Geo? Adjusted for inflation. Mm. Uh, yeah. Probably not the Neo Geo. No, it was the most expensive portable. I'm sorry. Oh, That's yeah. what it was. Mm. Yeah, I I just remember Bonk from the ads. And he was the, he, yeah, he was the mascot. So cool. He was their Mario and, or, or Except Sonic. He, he, yeah. made, he made pissed off faces and hit people with his noggin. Yeah, yeah exactly. I had to actually go back... I, I was on a Retronauts uh, a couple months ago. Right. You should go listen to uh, <laughs> second best video. Actually, no, it's much better than ours. Bob Mackey invited me on to talk about Bonk. Wow. It's the second time he's, he had me on to talk about a caveman game. Wow, Bonk, <laughs> Mackey. What was the first one? Joe and Mac. Oh, fuck. Which we... had actually never played prior. See, I love that game. <laughs> You're their go-to guy for cavemen. I guess so, yeah. <laughs> I just I, So I went back and I played... Gotta be the beard. All the Bonk games, mm-hmm. not like all the way through, but like, you know, for like 30 minutes each. That was the closest I've been to doing a spit take. <laughs> <laughs> Playing and, a Bonk game. Uh, yeah, actually the most enjoyable Bonk game for my money was, uh, yeah, Super Super Bonk for yeah. Super Nintendo. Yeah. Uh, which, I don't know, some people dislike, but like, this is the most varied and fun one. Maybe it's just nostalgia talking because like, that's the one that I had when Bonk was still a current series. It is weird to think about like lusting after a Bonk game. We saw the commercials like, this looks great. I don't know now why it looks so good. Mm-hmm. Like maybe a couple of extra colors above the SNES. Yeah. yeah and just and the extra l- colors could move bigger sprites around more yeah, quickly. Okay. Without I think that was it because the dinosaur sprites were fucking huge yes. in this game. Mm-hmm. They can pull off things in NES, never. Yeah, I think it, even in, like when I think of Joe and Mac, it's just like 16 balls put together to make the shape of a dinosaur mm-hmm. instead of a giant dinosaur sprite, which Bonk yes. was able to pull off. Like mm-hmm. the Ultrasaurus in Joe and Mac was like that with like the big long neck. This is just yeah. a bunch of little circles. Yeah, but uh, so this T Rex is basically Bowser for he's ba- he's basically Bowser King Jewel. Not also not to be confused with King K Rule mm-hmm. from Donkey Kong Country. They should they Hudson should have sued Nintendo over that man. Yeah, um, like, I remember we, having a conversation with a game a J- Japanese game dev about that. They all live in this weird tacit uh, peace. That mm-hmm. everyone can sue anyone at any time. They even have patents that are infringed on. But it's, it's a handshake deal. No, well, because it's everybody knows. If you sue me over this, I'm suing you over that. I'm not kidding. Like this really exists. <laughs> so it's like a detente for real. It's like the Cold War. They're it's walking. A- it's a Cold War. They're walking around each other in a Mexican standoff, and like no one actually does anything. The second somebody does, it's going to break. I can't. It will ruin. It. Like it the Japanese game industry will just fall in on itself. Like that'll. Like, yeah. Who will be the first to pull the trigger? I I bet Konami. I bet them. I don't think so. I, they, you think they won't even care about that competition they're anymore? They're all guilty of it. Yeah. They, they patented all these things, so if you incorporate this element in your game, you pay them. They don't make any money, really, by suing their competition out of not paying them. They're hoping that some dutiful iOS developer might pay them for that mechanic. Mm. And they, that's where they want to make them. I see. Uh, King Drool also, uh, he's just a huge sprite that floats around the screen. He doesn't really move himself, except that he, like, rolls his eyes when you hit him. Uh, again, <laughs> does ghost, he cry when he dies? A ghost on the moon, uh, I don't think he does. No. But uh, I was also going to say, like, 
when I picked on Bonk for this, like, my initial thought was, oh, that T-Rex that, like, he rolls out his tongue and rolls his eyes and he has the big tear, and then you go inside his mouth and you swim around inside of him. Mm-hmm. That's actually a Stegosaurus wearing a baseball cap. Uh, <laughs> cool! So you, you hit him on the head and he does that. So it's like, oh, well, I can't talk about this as a T-Rex boss. Bonk, this is so fucking heavy, man. <laughs> I think Drool looks pretty cool. He does. I, like, he does. Yeah. He does. He's yeah. one of the only, like the only other iconic characters. These are the, the coolest dinosaurs in the world. There's no, a, they are. They one wearing a baseball hat and the other one lives yeah. on the moon and wears a and, crown. And also, <laughs> unlike most dinosaurs, he's perfected the art of mind control. Uh, you know, enslaved all of Bonk's friends with eggshell helmets. <laughs> and then Bonk then has to fight them as bosses. But Bonk. he also, he has... He has wings too. Like he, he's gotta yeah. be the Red Bull. He is a T Rex, but he does have. He's wings. He's part dragon. Sure, he's a hybrid. And the boss kidnapped Princess Za, mm-hmm. stealing all the pizza. Yeah, yeah. 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 Pizza, pizza. I don't get it. I got it. I yeah, it. Oh, so cool. They're so Zah. cool. Want to go for some Za? I remember there was a very, nobody ever. There was a very small group of people who were really looking forward to. That bonk new downloadable bonk game they were making about five years ago, and yeah. then it never mm-hmm. came out. It's, it was a Hudson just got yeah. shut down. It died when Hudson did. Unfortunately, yep. I think I played it somewhere. Why couldn't Konami just dump it out? Like it was cares? really bad. It. Yeah, and like and it was, was like it was clearly like the most prototypey thing I'd ever seen. Mm. And he's in 3D for the first time. And uh, yeah, oh yeah that's what we were all clamoring for. Uh, but and it was a 2D game, so it just like oh, you made a 2D game look really ugly. Right. Great. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think there, there are pictures around. If You can just yeah. do a Google image search and find them. He looks fucking hideous. I, I saw it and I thought, is this a fan project? No, no, this was a real thing. Oh, my if, God. I wonder if Hudson just showed it super early because they're like, this is going to get canceled anyway in a year or so. F it. Like, yeah. Just take a look. Oh, we need to put all of our money and energy into Bomberman Act Zero. <laughs> I know. I know. Konami published that, but did Hudson have anything to do with it? I mean, it was a total mistake. Like, <laughs> yes, it was. I believe, so it's believable that Hudson had something to do. With I believe it. I. I should double check this article sometime. But the man who was the U.S. president of Hudson right after uh, Bomberman X Zero came out, he blamed it on Hudson Japan and said that. It was just them not knowing how to make a game for the West and making every mm. mistake you could. And then meanwhile, he says, well, let's make... Uh, we should make a downloadable Bomberman game that's like Bo- Saturn Bomberman. We'll call it Bomberman Live. And he said that the, the Japanese fought him every step of the way of just like, Jesus. no one will buy this. This is a downloadable. Who cares? It's It was the best-selling game Hudson had had in a very I long time. I can confirm that attitude was still existent in 2013. But the, but, but the, uh, so the end of the story is it was the best-selling game Hudson had in a very long time. And so Hudson bosses in Japan said, okay, make one every year. We need this money. Like, sorry, just make one every year. And then the guy, you know, was trying to fight them, saying that will kill the brand. The Hudson didn't care. I, I just remember the, 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 the second we got YouTube, somebody did a documentary about Hudson. And it was, I don't know, it was like very clear how that, like the, there's this owner had built a toy train that went through the whole office yep. and wow. went around the outside like of the building. Spoons. No, it was like a little toy train that like Donald Duck would ride on, like a huge man on a. Yeah. It, it seemed insane. <laughs> and then like, where, where are your ga- where are your games? The train, man! Look at the train. <laughs> Again, so cool. like Silver Spoon. Where's your comedy? The train. <laughs> <laughs> but it, it, Hudson amazes me that they were able to stay in. Like, if I can be really mean for a second, it amazes me that they yeah. were able to stay in business in the U.S. for as long as they did. Because yeah. other than Bomberman and maybe Bonk. 
Like, all of their stuff was just, like, third-string characters, third-string console. Like, Adventure Island, Mylon's Secret love. Castle. Yeah. yeah, I mean, they're great games, but, like, were you really that interested? Uh, not not, um, not yeah, every the, the time. The Turbo Graphics? <laughs> not every time. It was that, I got yeah. that one game working, which is, like, they made Smash Brothers, and then, like, all the third-tier companies decided, we'll get together and make our own Smash Brothers. So if you want to see Hudson Ma- or Hal? It was Hudson. It was Hudson. Hal makes Smash Brothers. Right. Uh, but Hudson... It's like Hudson and like the baseball pros from Konami fighting mm-hmm. Master Higgins and Optimus Prime. Jeez, it is wow. an absolutely insane it's a Japan game. only game. It's called like Dream Team. or It's something. terrible. Oh, it boys are terrible. But God damn. And if it's in a Japanese game, his name's Convoy Chris. All right, it's not Optimus. We got a great big convoy. <laughs> convoy. And what's Master Higgins' Japanese name? That one I don't know. Based on a real guy, we're, yeah, we're digressing the, like crazy. The, oh yeah, but I do want to. The play. real guy who has the at the time had the record of most fastest button presses right. per second. He got sixteen per second. Like, wow. Um, yeah. uh, Christian Nutt, our buddy, wrote, I think, the definitive, the complete history of the Turbo Graphics for Gama Sutra. It's a fucking great article. It's huge. Mm-hmm. It's awesome. It's like everything you've ever wanted to know. And He's I, the person I would ask questions about the Turbo it's, Graphics. It's, it's, it's so many things I didn't know as someone who, who probably researches the Turbo Graphics, let's say, three times a year, <laughs> which is too much. Uh, it was so much I didn't know. Thank you, Christian. Love you. Way up there. I'm pointing to heaven. Yeah. He's alive he's, and he's, well. Yeah. There's a mirror that points back down that you're <laughs> Series of mirrors that like, just aims directly into his bedroom window. Dave just described me as the Disney Across town. <laughs> just kiss mirrors with myself in it. <laughs> I love you, kid. <laughs> All right, let's move on to... No! Number four. I don't know, it's some kind of monster, but we got away, but he's still around here. Oh, my God! Any familiar voices no. there? No. Wasn't that Keith David at the end? Motherfucker Keith David? Might have been. I don't know. Uh, uh, the first it? one is a uh, is a, was a comedy sensation of the early 2000s. Mm-hmm. Ant? Mm, <laughs> Mario Cantone? No. Larry the Cable Guy. I mean, he's still, he's still making movies. Now he's doing more indie stuff. Bill Jack Angel. Black. Is yeah. it? Yes. Oh, is this King Krong? Yes. Yes. This I love game this is ten years old now. Jesus Christ! I wish it was dead. I so I I, <laughs> oh, I, man. I captured that one from a YouTube video, and the description said, "I played this game when I was a kid," really? and I'm like, "Oh my god! Yes, you can be an adult now and have played yeah. King Kong in 2005 when you were a kid." I could have rented a car yeah. and driven it to your house, kid. Mm-hmm. The, the the children of 1998 are legally adults now. Mm-hmm. Like, Good God. Yeah. they can get into R-rated movies. You're going to make me sick, man. Anyway, yeah, that, uh, look, we all beat this for the thousand points, didn't we? I yes. didn't. I forgot what we were but talking none about. Of us got the secret, none of us got the secret happy ending. What? Which uh, has lives? no bearing on achievements. Yeah, where he lives. Mm-hmm. You get to, there's like an alternate thing where you have to finish the game a certain way, and then mm-hmm. when you replay it, uh, you can see an alternate version of the ending. Where uh, you fly a plane to destroy the other planes, and then Kong goes home safely. Really? Yeah. Very weird. That so that game was made by Michel Ancel, mm-hmm. yes, uh, and his team at Montpellier. Oui. And he, it the first person. It was such a weird mismatch of a game because it's sometimes a first person shooter, sometimes a third person action game. <laughs> Sometimes, like, a free runner, sort of, when you're doing the swinging around on the 
things. And then it just turns into like an open world, terrible Manhattan smashathon at the mm-hmm. very end of the game. But I did like the the first person shooter aspects. Had something that somebody should really rip off. The idea that these bugs hate those bugs. Throw them at that bug, and it'll fight them. Light this on fire; they'll leave you alone. Like that kind of AI smartness. Yeah. I don't think I've seen that since. And that game like didn't have any UI, right? Yeah, and then you, yeah. you like, yeah, you, you look at your fucking bullets and the, your gun. You start like, as a guy so holding a stick. Yep. <laughs> yeah. And it, it, some I, guy, Adrian Brody. Hello, Adrian Brody. Adrian Brody. Uh, this is this. So is there a, aren't enough polygons for his. A notes, lovely game, yeah, and if we didn't say it already, the last like if it was a surprise to me when I played it early on that the last level is just you take control of Khan. Yeah, it's fucking great. It, it was I don't know. It's, uh, as far as the weakest level, I movie. But as far as movie games go, like it was fucking inventive. It was one of the first games to uh, hit the next gen platforms. Yeah. Mm. And, like for some reason, if. If you were if you were buy, if you bought a launch era 360, it was an exciting time to also be a King Kong fan. It had a good game, mm-hmm. and it was bundled with the Xbox 360's HD DVD yeah. player. Yes, never let uh, it go. People. I bought that shit at a Circuit City. Yeah. Wow, gross. <laughs> I I remember. I my... bought three at a Circuit City's oh going God. at a business sale uh. for for like five bucks each in case one of them breaks because I started buying like. Just swaths of HD DVDs. How many years dead is Circuit City now? Like, five, is it five years? Well, let's see. I yeah. bought a discounted copy of Spider-Man: Web of Shadows when it was going under. That's 2009. Yeah, so probably I want to say like 2010, 2011. Uh, but yeah, so the game is very closely based on the movie. I mean, it was yeah. even called Peter Jackson's King Kong. Mm-hmm. And the the boss in question, the T Rex boss, is actually a V Rex. Yes, for Vagina Rex. No. Um, you fight him twice. You fight him first as Adrian Brody with a gun. Mm-hmm. And then you fight him again as King Kong. We, and you get to beat the shit out of do him. Do we know why it's called the V-Rex? I thought that was to cover the inaccuracies. Is that Peter Jackson was dead set on recreating the inaccuracies of the original 1933 yeah. King Kong ah, film. I love that. And wow. didn't want to create T-Rexes because everybody well, technically doesn't have that many fingers. Shut up, everyone who ever said that. Like that. Yes, King Kong battled a T Rex. Mm-hmm. Relax, but it is called a V Rex because it's 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 a beautiful modern CG version of uh, Willis O'Brien's 1933. Love the original King Kong. So, Do we have a clip of King Kong fighting the, the V Rex? Uh, yeah, the third one is King Kong versus okay. the second. One. One of them is the T-Rex, and one of them is King Kong. Okay, it just sounds like nails on a chalkboard. Yeah. Uh, You know, in the film, I think... So, I think that King Kong was the first time, I think... Most people said, maybe maybe everything Peter Jackson does isn't perfect. Maybe maybe that's the case. But when I saw... uh, When I... The T-Rex fight, I was waiting for the whole movie. And it was great, but it was also just... He just throws fucking three T-Rexes at you, and it's just this admission of, I don't think I can do it as well as before, so I'll just give you more than you got in the original. And that's what, that same ethos is what ruined The Hobbit. Mm -hmm. And you see that right on display in King Kong. Also, is a story I've told before on a podcast, but when I saw the King Kong in the theaters, people, once they captured him on Skull Island... 
Like, I saw at least five people get up to leave, and they just yeah. left. They're like, yeah, it's the end, right? He doesn't what? go to New York no. or anything. They like just six, left. There's like six more movies after that. Yeah. I know. Well, they, Jesus. It being Peter Jackson, like, oh, they'll, they'll, they, he split this into two at least. Yeah. yeah. No, Let's no, go. No, no, I'll no. see this next year. Yeah, <laughs> this, was, was, was this Peter Jackson's first, like, I'm going to make a really dull three-hour movie? I never thought uh, it was really I think dull. that the it had a lot of moments where it just dragged. It, it did is, not need to be. It in is there. way too celebratory of the original King Kong. I, mean, I, I just praise it for yes. that, which was about half as long. If I, think, I remember, yes. right. no, absolutely. Even though it feels like it takes forever because there's stuff on the boat, like they're dumb romantic entanglements on the boat in the original King Kong. Yes. Just like, it takes forever. No, they, Get they, to the they damn make, island they and, make and, new, dance, and watch the dancing people in blackface. They make new modern versions of those scenes from the original King yeah. Kong. And then refilm the original scenes as a movie yep. and repeat the lines shot for shot from the original. So it contains both. Wow. <laughs> Too fucking much, man. That was also yeah. the first movie where... People pointed out Emma Watson never closes her mouth. Like that was the, <laughs> and they just picked every scene of like, look, see if she ever closes her mouth ever in this movie. She's always in danger. Mm-hmm. Emma Watson's in this. Then, she was the one who was screaming in that clip. She was. Well, maybe not her, but the her character. It's not Emma Watson. It's, not? it's um, Naomi Watts. Oh, oh, you shoot. fucking assholes. Sorry. Sorry. Naomi Watts is the shit. Sorry. She's married. I don't know. Like think like about me. it. It's like, wait, she was in Mulholland Drive mm-hmm. and. Uh, the ring. Was, oh, okay, right. Well, no, I watch. guess we don't know what's Watson. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Get out of here. <laughs> All right. Bye, guys. Uh, I just want to say Michel Ancel, mm-hmm. designer uh. of this game, is a lovely, lovely man. Uh, sitting with him, I went like on a Ubisoft yeah. trip years ago, was one of the best interviews I've ever had. Mm-hmm. That guy is nice and affable and willing to talk for hours about whatever you want to ask him about. Yeah. I was on you were there. Too? You yeah. were there with me. You did that interview with me. Yeah, did he, did he do the, the Raymans? Yes. Yeah. yeah. Everybody on their staff and their staff used to be like really small for the Rayman games. They were all, they were all, all so awesome. They're all in this mm-hmm. like cute little uh, like church house or whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That, that's filled with dick drawings. Oh, but absolutely. Wall to wall dick drawings. That's the that is beautiful that that guy is uh, that he you know he's this genius designer of games, and then he also is cool and not mm-hmm. a dick and yeah yeah, and and also there was there wasn't a PR handler to step in and say like okay no don't ask him about Beyond Good and Evil yeah, yeah. and he was willing to tell us all about that. But I guess that T-Rex fight was uh, pretty good in that yeah. game. It's, it's actually it fighting two T-Rexes. It's one of my mm-hmm. favorite fights in the history of sin- in both. Both films, and like yeah. I'd also say that the movie, uh, the Universal Ride. Now it, there's a brand new King Kong. I haven't portion. been on that. Yeah, and he, he fights two. It's great. He not only fights two V Rexes on both sides of you, he drags your tram into the battle. Mm, uh, it's it's a really cool. fun ride. Not to spoil it. No, that's pretty cool. Well, I uh, another thing that bothered my friends when we saw the King, mm-hmm. King Kong was that the. T Rex, V Rex, the V Rex bites didn't seem like they did anything. They like they, he's scarred after the battle. Yeah, but yeah, like, like red numbers fly up off of him. <laughs> should have broken his fucking bones, man. That's a T. Like their jaws. He's a big monkey. Those jaws are. That's the same. Apes like, have very dense bones. Oh yeah. Well, if you put a bear trap on a on a. On a on an, a gorilla's bones, I bet they would snap. I bet. Maybe I'm directly on. You, you got to get past this. We'll yeah. watch this right after the show. <laughs> I just want to say my favorite part was the bit when King Kong pulled the V Rex's yeah. jaws apart yeah. and vomited atomic fire down its. That throat. didn't happen. That's Godzilla. <laughs> 
But but it is it to me that's one of the best scenes. But now you're imagining it. It's one of the best scenes in cinematic history in mm-hmm. both films that King Kong rips the jaw apart mm-hmm. of this animal, and I think oh, yeah. I think that yeah. might have some pff, mammalian primal basis, but it's it also is very humanizing of King. The second he murders this thing and pulls his jaw off, he instantly plays with it. Yep, yep. it's great, such a cool great, scene. Great, great. Yeah. yeah. My favorite part is when uh, King, King Kong does a fusion with Al Bundy and becomes King <laughs> Kong Bundy. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You, are, to do the you, dance. you are killing yeah, me today, sorry, Dave. Dave. You yeah. Go no. on, that was a wrestling one. I thought Henry I like would like it. it. I like uh, it. No Jack Black. <laughs> this, was, this was pre-Al Bundy. He would have had to do the fusion with Ted Bundy, and that's uh, gross. Lord of Zone. I think that's our cue to move on to. Dude. Dave, I know you can. You know what this is because you're looking at it. And I, I, I've played this game a lot. It's uh, Super Time Force. Yes. Oh. Uh, this is like the Jurassic. When you go back to the Jurassic era, yep, ten million BC. Uh, you you pick up a dinosaur character. Yes, Zachasaurus. Zachasaurus, who sounds like this. <laughs> says Kookabunga. Kookabunga. Radical. <laughs> he dresses like Denver, the last dinosaur, and says mm-hmm. Kookabunga. Or, or like the the kid from uh, the Dinosaurs TV show. Like yeah, the, the teenage son, or even more like the Simpsons parody of the Dinosaurs TV show on the second Sideshow Bob episode. Turn off that rock and rock music, or Don't possibly have a like Slurps Man. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Okay, but they they fight a giant T Rex. Correct. Yes, they do. And you need to. And it's a T Rex with a, a helmet with lasers on it, and it opens its mouth, and robots come out to shoot at you. Yep. Yeah, I saw this um, at PAX like two two years before the game came out. They were showing off this stage. And when I saw it, I, I yeah. like freaked out. I was like, whoa, I'd never even heard of this thing before. This looks like the best. And We did a yeah. PAX podcast, and a bunch of people, and I came up, notably Seth Killian, said like this is the best game he saw on the show. I did too, but mm-hmm. you no, did? no, fine. You, no, it was fine. A bunch of people did, though. That was like, uh, And that was like one of the first games Dave and I ever streamed Yeah, on the Laser Time channel. I remember like, going in and it's like, wait, why do I care about this? And then seeing it in X, like this is so cool. Mm-hmm. Has I the new one come this. out on a PS4 yet? Yeah, yeah. yeah. that is a super Shuhei. Ultra. Is that, is yeah. that yeah. the one with um, Shuhei, Shushi, Shuhei Yoshida yeah, and right. Galahad? Wow. <laughs> I like that they can. If if Xbox had some exclusive rules to say you can't just port the same old game, like. Okay, it's called Ultra, and it has one Sony employee in it. There, yeah. it's a different game. Yep, yep. And that makes the uh, the initials STFU. Mm. Yeah, oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, there was some news this week about the in this area, but I'll talk about that later. All right. Yes, there will be a segment for it in the second. Segment. Oh, That's be. a tease for the second segment, oh. listeners. Ooh. Don't quit listening now. No. Why would you in the middle of the top five? For fuck more sake. dinosaurs. What's wrong with you? Here's the sound of a T-Rex dying. I can sort of hear that. <laughs> it sounded like losing in, in Red Racer. <laughs> at the end. Well, you have to, like, replicate yourself about five times to kill that T-Rex, yep. right? Pretty yeah. much to, to kill any boss in that game. Yeah. That's kind of... Wasn't that one that knocks against it that it was just so, like... Uh, I don't know. It didn't feel all that deep. Oh, sports. Goddamn yeah. sports. I guess the Warriors won. Woo. Congratulations, mm-hmm. Warriors. Yeah. Men threw a ball. Day. They beat mm-hmm. the baseball furies. <laughs> 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 See? Now we're laughing again. All right. Yeah. 
Now it's fun again. All right, I guess we should move on to... Number two. You kind of hear the something, right? T-Rex coming in through the window. What game could this possibly be? Dino uh, Chris's. Yes. Mm. Chris's Dino. Made by Capcom, the company <laughs> that pioneered the fine art of shit jumping through windows. <laughs> yes. Even a T-Rex, which shouldn't really fit through any window. No, Almost. its head does. Yeah. Well, Chris, what's your experience with the Dino Crisis series? Did you get to know it any <laughs> during Capcom? Well, I got to know it before that because uh, it was long dead by the time I got there. Right. But, yeah. Uh, but yeah, I, I I never loved it nah, uh, as much as I really. wanted to. But I wanted to love it, and I was I think I was willing to buy one of them. I just just, heard just it like was... just the prospects. Oh. Capcom dinosaur game? Like, why does this need to ever Resident end? Evil with dinosaurs? All right. Yeah. It was yeah. just just the need to franchise it, which, may, who knows, may not be a thing anymore. It was just one of those things that, for me, it was one of those early games that reviews turned me off to it. Like, just based on concept alone, I would have played it, but by this point in the late 90s, I was reading EGM and uh, Next Generation and EGM 2 mm. and all those things, and they mm. told me it wasn't good. So huh. I listened to the reviewers because they know more than you guys. Professional <laughs> game writers know more than uh-huh. you, and you should trust That's their true. opinions. Yes. They are infallible like the Pope. Well, one thing, I mean, I, I was never a really big Dino Crisis fan. Um, didn't play it that much when it came out, but uh, watching videos of this to prepare, I realized something that the T-Rex battles, T-Rex encounters in Dino Crisis from game to game kind of reflect the diminishing returns of the series. And that in the first game, the T-Rex is this thing that it's like the nemesis in Resident Evil 3. It shows up to stalk you periodically. It's always a unique encounter when you find it. Like first it crashes through the window and then like you're running along a balcony on the edge of this building and it comes out and starts stalking you and you have to run away from it. Mm. There's another one, uh, another area where it's just like following you in this big open courtyard with like a, a pile of wreckage in the middle between you and it and you have to find your way to a door um yeah sounds really fun i know no no i get it's exactly well, like res, like an earlier no, I, like yeah, yes, I like making him a nemesis capital mm-hmm. n nemesis. yeah so that that's really cool to it's watch weird really to th- cool to play it's weird to think of the premise running its course so quickly especially yeah. that they had to jettison to space Relatively early. It took Jason 10 yeah. minutes. Oh, yeah. By Dino Crisis 2, however, mm-hmm. the T-Rex had become something of a joke. You again? Persistent thing, aren't you? This encounter was also kind of a letdown because you're, you're in a tank. Oh. And you're shooting at the T-Rex to slow it down as it pursues you. I mean, that's classic game structure of here's the boss from the last game, beat uh-huh. him easier. Like, yeah. It won't be your end game. Or that's that's just how awesome you are now that you can take out the big boss again. Mm. But, I mean, I think that also <laughs> follows the track that the regular T-Rex of Jurassic Park had. That he was the be-all, end-all of one, a silly joke in two. And made an example of in three. And then, yeah, in three, made an example yeah. of, like, this guy's not as cool as this. Uh, like, He's killed immediately. But by the way, that other that other dinosaur that got him, I was like, that couldn't kill the Spinosaurus. That is, is... I don't even know if it's real. It's Spinosaurus because it takes spin, spin classes. Oh, okay. <laughs> Stumbled over my own joke. <laughs> 
Uh, we we did stream a dick load of Jurassic Park games uh, this week, Dave and I, because mm-hmm. we announced uh, very early that we were streaming Lego Jurassic. It's coming on Friday. Yep. Yeah. Fuck? Mm-hmm. Uh, talk about that in new release. Yeah. But we, oh, I, oh, shit, I forgot. Well, oh, oh, the one game I wanted to stream so bad because we would stream like we want to stream weird Jurassic Park games. Instead, we got Genesis one where you can play as a raptor. Sega CD one, which is a misclone. <laughs> Uh, the fighting game for PlayStation and the Telltale one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, the one I'd looked at, I'd never heard of its Universal Studios game. Oh, yeah. GameCube exclusive, which yep. is super hard to get a hold of. Woody Woodpecker. Hosted by Woody Woodpecker. And yep. the entire oh, Jurassic wow. Park sequence consists of just what you described. You're in a car <laughs> and it, in a T-Rex and Velociraptor. But that's, that's it. Is that, that is... also the one with the Jaws minigame where yeah. you're throwing yeah. boxes at Jaws? Yeah, it's it's the E.T. So game, which stupid. is just a dirt bike fucking minigame with E.T. In, in your basket, and you happen to fly it. And end. there's a Back to the Future game where you're just bumping into the back of a car. It is, actually. <laughs> but it's a very... It, that, if anything, is at least accurate to the ride, because that's all yeah. you do in the ride. <laughs> and the, the ride is... Hi, <laughs> 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 I'm Woody Woodpecker. Kids, do you recognize me? You may remember me from Wikipedia. <laughs> no, <Nope. laughs> that game is. Sorry to like go on a tangent about the Universal Studios game, but there are lines in the game. You will be. You will not be able to go to certain rides at certain points in the game because the line is too long. And there's really? all. Think there's also a mini it. game where you pick up garbage within the park. Oh, that sounds like <laughs> tons so, of fun. So You're really is, selling yeah, this. Throw sawdust on <laughs> the vomit. Oh, I also want to say, speaking of Jurassic Park games, Please. I also considered playable T Rexes at an angle because. Uh, Jurassic Park The Lost World on uh, PlayStation 1, it upped the ante from the Genesis version where you mm-hmm. get to be a Velociraptor mm-hmm. by letting you be not only a Velociraptor but also a T-Rex and you get to chew on mercenaries. <laughs> the Genesis yeah. version couldn't even show a whole T-Rex. No. It's just, a <laughs> just, the head. He- just the head. Yeah. Well, so, he says Sega in the beginning. What was, going, what was going on with the T-Rex by Dino Crisis 3? Yeah, out? okay, so by Dino Crisis 3, again mm-hmm. with the weird diminishing returns, mm-hmm. much like Dino Crisis 3 itself, the new T-Rex for that game was weird and incomprehensible. I couldn't understand it. What is this? Blood? McCoy! Well, Godzilla Roar, number one. <laughs> uh, well, they just so easily rip off the Spielberg Roar, too. Yeah. Like, that's the Jurassic So, Dino Crisis 3 T-Rex was some sort of mutant zombie, apparently, uh, like, just resurrected from an ancient dead dinosaur that was found. What? Uh, it was in space, also. Oh, right. I should say the sequel is in space. Um, and... Yeah, so it's just this gross, skinless T-Rex with, like, weird muscle stretching over bones. And it has, like, three rows of teeth. And uh, then it gets attacked by these tiny little dinosaur-headed, like, leeches. And they uh, take it over and, like, absorb its DNA. I... I never really played this game. I just well, sort of watched no that sequence. Sense. Yeah, wow. I've, I've had this game since it came out, and I have not <laughs> once played it or we, felt an urge to play it. The next time people are asking for Dino Crisis 4, they just need to show them clips of 3 and be like, you yeah. don't want more of this, guys. <laughs> yeah. you don't. Well, 3 is kind of like, this is the one that went really off the rails. Well, like, just, there just, was no reason for this. But it had nowhere else to go. And again, that's the sin of like the like what wants to be an annual series. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, everybody should follow the Red Dead the Red Dead model once every decade. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yes, I, don't want that. I want another Red Dead soon. Mm-mm. 
in the next five It'll years. It means so at least. much more. I bet you'll get one in five within five years. Yeah, we'll see. Um, all right. So I think we've exhausted this one. So let's just <laughs> move on. To, oh, you want to talk more about Dino Crisis? No, no, mean it. Dino Crisis, Dino Crisis Two, Dino Crisis Three, Extreme Crisis. No, Final Crisis. That is it. That's uh, Brett. Rad- like somebody came into his Toys R Us um, that he owned, and uh, <laughs> that's a Brett. Well, Brett's not here to tell the story. But yeah. if you guys want to hear Brett tell stories, you should listen yeah, to this he's, week's he's Retro in Florida, Drinking a Budweiser, talking about sports on Twitter. I am yelling at him right now. This is <laughs> so disappointing. To me. I just wanted to make it clear that that was Brett's story, not my story. Yeah, fuck yeah, Brett. Right but now. as I was saying, Brett was on this week's Retro Nods talking about Mega Man Legacy Collection. You Never heard listen. of it. Nope. All right. It doesn't exist. Anyway. Oh, you like that thumping? Yeah, it's a great... Is that a heavy bass drum? Uh, well, it's it's the footfalls of the surprise T-Rex. Mm-hmm. That was In great. Lost the Valley in Tomb Raider. Yeah, third level. That God. was pretty nuts. I, like, for, I forgot how grating the gun noises were in those games. Yeah. Guh, yeah. Guh, 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 guh. Like you, you, same sound. Same sound. Same sound. <laughs> so the, the, the T-Rex boss like reoccurs in Tomb Raiders 2 yeah. and 3, and you recorded sounds of them, and every single sound is just somebody... Buh, 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 buh. Yeah. Constantly it's shooting. The instantly refillable ammo of Laura's yeah. default guns. Yeah, I suppose mm-hmm. so. But this this was like it was such a surprise um, because you know video games were still relatively new mm-hmm. back then, and you didn't realize that it's an infinite possibility space. So you know when you're having an Indiana Jones like game with a woman who fights pumas and uh, mm-hmm. finds artifacts, you're not expecting the. Uh, underground cave slash village network to suddenly give way to a gigantic fucking T-Rex that tries to eat you. <laughs> yeah, I wish more games would surprise you like this now. And just, yeah. they, like, I feel like if that game got premiered now at E3, that would be the stage they'd show. Or yeah. it would be, or it would be you know, trailer be, 8 of yeah. 17 uh-huh. in, their, in their PR plan. And then, in, yeah. uh, and then in week 30, we're going to show off the T-Rex, and we've got the behind-the-scenes featurette, and we're going to talk all about it. Like, yeah. Well, it's also interesting, like, hearing people at the time talk about it. Mm-hmm. Like, they made it sound so much more dramatic than it was. Like, yeah, you're not really expecting it, and you just sort of hear this thumping. Yeah. And then this form comes out of the fog, and I'm, like, looking at it, it's like, there's no fog here. Yeah. It's just darkness. It does kind of come out of nowhere. It kind of does, and, yeah. Um, I mean, you're fighting velociraptors beforehand, yeah. so it's not like you, you don't have any warning that something's yeah. but it's like, weird. It's the, like the third level, and it's the biggest boss in the entire game, and nothing yes. ever gets bigger. Yeah. Nope. And it's, it's, it's out of surprise, and it keeps you, it, just that element is like a really interesting uh, notion for game design, because it keeps you on your toes the rest of the fucking game, even though nothing yeah. like that ever happens again. It yeah. is that You'd only been killing tigers yeah. up to that point. Yeah, yeah. Can you? You're asking yourself, can I even kill this thing? It, I remember taking a while the first time. Yeah, Man, it does take a while. But here's what happens when your constant pow 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 uh, finally makes it dead. Oh, it fell down. Poor T Rex. Um, so this. 
I, I guess this is, you know, one, two, three. I was about to say it's in every Tomb Raider game, but there were like nine more after that yeah. before uh, one was remade for anniversary. The the, t- except the one you play as Laura's fetus. There's no dinosaur in that yeah, one. Yeah, that's true. Um, but Crystal D did a good job with the T-Rex in their remake, like yeah, the anniversary thing, which was a weird digital release and then disc release. It was launched in such a weird way, yeah. I remember. Well, let's let's hear some of it now. Starts chasing after you, and quick time event. Yeah, got to turn everything into a fucking QTE. Well, I mean, if you were just gonna be, I, I'd kind of prefer a QTE to just shooting a T Rex eighty times or whatever. You Would know? you really? Yeah, like every YouTube video that I saw of the Tomb Raider one T Rex fight, and my own memories of the Tomb Raider T Rex fight are like. Backflip while shooting your handguns. Backflip while shooting your handguns. Backflip, which is like probably not the best way to actually kill a T Rex, I would imagine. <laughs> no. Well, I've heard He's shooting t- pepper into its face. I'd say handguns aren't even the best way to kill well, a T Rex. Although like, apparently it works. You're wasting the energy. I, I still love that. Thing. Oh, QTE again. Oh, shoot it in the eye. It crashes into some shit. And it's dead. Poor T Rex. <laughs> Les, yeah, Les, Les, we should do that too. Yeah, you should dress up as a girl. Play games and lick each other's boxes. Yeah, be wonderful. Uh, <laughs> hey, shut up! We're gonna stream Jurassic Lego Jurassic World while scissoring. <laughs> so, anyways, I was gonna say the uh, what was I gonna say? Oh, yeah, what have no, we learned? Now it's scissoring. No, that each time, to- yeah, the scissoring. scissoring yeah, yeah that each. I've read multiple. I've read multiple articles from like lesbians saying we don't scissor like lesbians don't, don't do it. Don't leave it. So that's why it's funny. It is a myth of straight men. No. Like there's so Maybe many they more. Do a MythBusters episode. There's so many more enjoyable things they could do with their their genitals. I than, can't envision two women not scissoring. <laughs> anyway, South Park has just ruined our brains. That's <laughs> true. Uh, but anyway, no. That each each Tomb Raider had a kind of turn in it of. It's this is magic, or yeah. things are crazier than they seem. Like even mm-hmm. in even in Tomb Raider mm-hmm. uh, from a couple years ago, at the end they just kind of shrug their shoulders and go, "No, that is real. This is magic." Like uh-huh. at, for the whole game, they had half explanations, like this is just a weird microclimate, or it's uh, it's uh, strange storms, and then yeah, they're like. No, it's magic. This is a magical totem, and uh, you need to kill this guy to, so we can't. Well, even in the, the first witch. game, didn't, they had like some fairly big monsters. Yeah, like. yeah. No, that's. I mean, that's just what always happens. It yeah. seems, it seems normal at first, and then it gets weird. Or though, I think in the Legend game, in Legend and its sequel, whatever that was called, mm-hmm. in both of those, which I beat, like they they're pretty open that just Atlantis is real, and she needs to get back to Atlantis because that's where her mom was trapped, and yeah. and then. You're Dealing with this lady with the wings and shit, like yeah, yeah. She has tickets to the Atlantis Braves game. <laughs> <clears throat> I got it. So T Rexes are cool. Yeah, they're pretty yeah. awesome. They're great bosses, as we've seen from this top five. They were always my favorite uh, dinosaur. Though when I when I got to see an animatronic T Rex when I was five or Ooh, four, nice. like I cried. It was too scary. Oh, so for you got me. to see like that that robotic animatronic exhibit that yeah, was touring, that was tour, that tour toured America. Right? Yeah, we yeah. all saw it mm-hmm. as kids, I guess. Yeah. But touring yeah. science museums for kids. Yeah, I would Art see was it outdoors in, though. It was a, it was 
in family joke of pulling up like these two years in a row, these photographs, these Polaroids of them showing me the T-Rexes, which I was so excited about before we got there. And then when we got there, we saw the T-Rexes and I'm crying in both the pictures. (laughs) And then the crying makes me laugh. Don't worry, it'll only bite a finger off. Uh, They're trained. I know, it terrified me. I I don't know. I'll never live to see Mario World. <laughs> Are those uh, giant T Rexes from uh, um, Pee's Big Adventure and the Wizard still around? Uh, that- yes, I think so. They're yeah. in somewhere California. Yeah, I know. I want to go there. Uh, I want to go to there too. Yeah. You- Road trip. Sweet. Oh, here we are at the giant dinosaur. Well, this sucked. Let's go home. Yeah, that was also in Fallout New Vegas. Ah, which I guess we'll talk about something related yeah. to that series. You get to snipe from its mouth, as oh. I recall. Dude, that's fucking really cool, actually. <laughs> yes, it is. I think it's on the Nevada border. Now, that T-Rex is boss. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> and not not an actual animated boss fight, but still pretty amazing. Yeah. Still pretty fucking It's boss in that it's it boss. Is. It is. Mm-hmm. It's fucking boss. Mm-hmm. All right, so on that note, uh, we're going to take a quick T-Rex-themed break. And uh, when we come back, we're going to talk about some new releases and some news and some community question of the week answers. It's going to be so much fun, you guys. Stay tuned. everybody, it's me, the raccoon that lives under Chris's porch, and I have to say I'm kind of troubled listening to this top five about T-Rexes, because I have something to confess to you all. This is a subject that hits awfully close to home, because I've been doing a lot of digging in my warren lately, and I dug too deep and too greedily, and I unearthed a horror from the Cretaceous. Don't correct me if that's the wrong era. I'm, I'm just a raccoon. I don't know about these things, but I've dug up a T-Rex skull, and it's, it's so much bigger so much bigger than the rat skulls that I normally like to keep around and gnaw on. And this one's really unpleasant because I gnaw on it and it talks to me. And oh, oh shit, it's here. What do you, what do you want, man? I want you to kill. I am the T-Rex, I want you to kill. God, you're awful. It's, this is all it says, day in, day out. Like, I can't share a warren with a roommate like this. It's just, kill this, kill that, kill the president, kill Chris. It, it gets monotonous, and this fucker only pays a quarter of the rent he should be paying, and cleans once a month at best. Kids, don't don't have a T-Rex for a roommate. I know it sounds racist, but T-Rex skulls fucking suck. Kill them in video games. That's what you should do with them. Don't get stuck with them uh, with their name on your lease. It's it's an untenable situation. But anyway, I'm not here to talk to you about my roommate problems. I'm here to talk to you about Digit Game Apocalypse and how you should support it. It's real simple. I know we go through this every single week. You could probably recite it by heart. You can subscribe to us on iTunes. Rate and review us on iTunes. Let Apple know how awesome we are. Just say, hey, Ghost of Steve Jobs. I know you're probably stuck with like a billion T-Rex head roommates, but if you could see your way clear to listen to Digit Game Apocalypse and spread it among all your ghostly friends in T-Rex heaven, I'm sure the outcome would somehow be good. 
Alternately, you can buy stuff through the Amazon links at lasertimepodcast.com. You might see them running up and down the side of the page. Not usually for T-Rex food or anything like that, but, you know, click on them, and you can search for all your T-Rex-related needs, and we'll get a little cut of whatever you spend. You can also go to store.lasertimepodcast.com and buy a scratchy t-shirt from us. We've got tons of them, lots of designs, scary skull logos, no rat skulls or T-Rex skulls. I'm going to call racism on this one, but human skulls? Sure, human skulls with cartridge-shaped Frankenstein heads? Why not? Human skulls vomiting rainbows? Yeah, cool, great. Whatever, guys. Yeah, I'm sure that's that's real fun to wear around. Turn turn yourself into a walking billboard. Woo! You, you know what uh, you should do to turn yourself into a walking billboard, though, is go up to a friend and say, Hey, friend, I'm a walking billboard. And they'll say, I thought you were my friend. And you say no, and you punch him in the fucking face. That's what you do. You say, I'm a billboard. You call me billboard. And you go and listen to Video Game Apocalypse. It's an amazing show about video games. They do top fives. And there's a raccoon who comes on and talks for way too long about how to support the show. Finally, go comment on the sites. VidigameApocalypse.com, LaserTimePodcast.com. Log into the forums. Start Have a forum account. Talk to other fans like you. And gang up on us to tell us why the show is terrible and we should all crawl into holes with our T-Rex friends and disappear. I can tell it's feeding time for Rexy, so I'm gonna take a powder now, so see you guys in a couple weeks. And welcome back to our scintillating second segment. Uh, my, something's wrong with my sibilance. Oh god, what a terrible fucking joke! Yeah, yeah. All right. See, but now you now you're checked back in. I am. I was. Uh, you you were like, it just sort of slumped into a puddle. I was like, looking at the game. Thinking about your phone. No, my phone is fucking terrible. It's an outlet. Uh, what are we talking <laughs> about? How's your phone an outlet? It, it's an outlet to the outside world. Like the oh, other day, Ann came up to me and it was seven, it was like it was like seven or eight o'clock, and I opened my mouth and uh, realized it was the first person I'd spoken to that day, and I forgot how to use it. <laughs> like, bah, 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 and a bunch bah, of bees came bah, out of your bah, mouth. Bah. I mean, it's easy I also to... sometimes forget how to use people. <laughs> I mean, it's easy to just lay no, in bed and stare at your phone all day and think about what a failure you Wipe are. Wipe cum off your chest. Oh, it's my <laughs> God. There's so much to talk about. Let's jump into... So, my favorite game series to make fun of the title of... Uh, Sherlock Holmes, Consulting Detective, which what? I always have to overcome the urge to call Insulting Defective, is coming to Steam with three separate cases. The case of the Mummy's Curse, the case of the Tin Soldier, and the case of the Mystified Murderers. Uh, or Murderess. Is this another of those Eastern European Thank Sherlock No, it's things? so much worse. Hank, you want to see uh, a picture of me from my dick's point of view? No. Okay, you remember, like, Sherlock Holmes, as long as there has been digital media as long as there have been cd-roms and laser discs there have been people willing to exploit public domain characters there has been sherlock holmes <laughs> yeah. consulting sherlock detective Hol- sherlock holmes is a cult is a media gray area it's not yeah. exactly public domain that's true but sherlock holmes consulting detective is like one of the oldest fmv games wow. and i've tried to play it and it is not very good at least I, I have a um, a DVD uh, game version. Ooh. Like here, no, you can it's a good game, you but can it's on DVD. You can play it in your DVD player and control it with your remote control because uh, that'll actually be quicker than the blackout transitions that were in the original version. Don Bluth, or get the fuck out. Mm-hmm. On my DVD player. So that's happening. Uh, if you if one you of my prized one of my prized possessions as a youngster was my Sherlock Holmes hat. 
<laughs> I got it from a novelty store. I saw it when we went to a, like a gag store, and then I said, for my birthday, I want that. You didn't Sean even imply this, but I love the idea of you adopting that affectation throughout like middle school and elementary school. <laughs> it, Solving crimes. it didn't last long. I'm the weird gay kid in the deer hunter cat. <laughs> no. I'm Encyclopedia Gilbert. <laughs> Right. I did. Sorry, I did that works. I saw a case of the missing lunch milk. <laughs> I would want to be Encyclopedia yes, Brown. Encyclopedia sure. Gilbert. That's great. You can see what Wikipedia is. Yeah. <laughs> All right. All right. Wikipedia Reparas. Um, also, Elder Scrolls Online Tamriel Unlimited coming to P- PS4, Xbox One, PC. Everybody's Fart. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> Pretty much. It's free on those. Oh, I wanted to like no. this so, so much. Mm-hmm. And. To be fair, once you do get to a certain point it, and the game opens up, it becomes enjoyable, but it never reaches the highs of a Skyrim mm-hmm. or even an Oblivion. I remember I was interviewing the designer and like I was sort of incensed like early on like walking around the game. I was like, "Wait, why can't I rea- why why can't I interact with this barrel that's sitting here? Mm-hmm. Like I can pull stuff out of it, I can't pick it up. I can't interact with every barrel." Uh, like there's 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 fruit sitting around I can't pick up. What is this? What is this madness? And like talking to like one of the designers, and he said like, well, it's kind of a trade off. You either have multiplayer mm-hmm. or you have cheese wheels that you can roll downhill. And we well, obviously had to make the choice to to have multiplayer. Well, I would Michael pick said wheel. It, in oh, yeah. person. Pre-order canceled. <laughs> right to his face. I would pick cheese wheels over other people any day of the week. Yeah, yeah. as as well. I, I like on, think- on almost every scenario. <laughs> but this, I mean, this uh, console version's got delayed a lot. Yeah, a lot. Well, and it's also interesting yeah. uh, that oh, the, this is what we're talking about. The console, it's the version? console yes. release. Oh. I know about it too because I wrote up this week's best new releases on Amazon article. Check oh. it out on LaserTime.podcast. Nope, LaserTimePodcast.com. LaserTime.podcast. <laughs> Buy anything you're going to buy on Amazon through us, babies. Please. Nice. Anyway. Yes, do that. News the raccoon says, too. Um, but Tamriel Unlimited, is, it's kind of interesting because you just I guess you just buy the game and then you don't need a subscription. Yeah. yeah. So is it just paying for itself at this point? Uh, they can afford it's, to maintain to those services. I think they just know people wouldn't pay. Well, no, you pay $60, but then you get to unlimited play with no subscription. But on, on the PC version now, is it, is it yes, still subscription-based? Com- well, it's also coming to PC, the, the unlimited version. Okay. Uh, I don't know if they're going to continue the subscription model. I haven't looked that much into it. I mean, the pay the pay for the game and get it for free forever, That's that works for Guild Wars, right? Didn't it? And a lot of other console games. But it, well, it, as long as, <laughs> I'm talking as, about yeah. MMOs here. I, I know, but as, it'll, it'll last... As long as you need it, that's what I. If you're if you're slightly interested and you want to pay sixty bucks, I'm sure you'll get sixty dollars worth of fun out of it. Yep. Sure. Um, I hear that. It's not for me though. I hear that if you go in with MMO expectations yeah. rather than Skyrim expectations, like it's a pretty cool MMO that mm. you can mostly solo and you don't have to always hook up with everybody. It has cool storylines. Uh, I I kind of like that about it. And and. You know, it's it's a fun multiplayer game, I guess. What you don't actually have to play multiplayer. I don't mm. get it. Let's see what else is coming out. Oh, Operation uh, Abyss, New Tokyo Order. <laughs> or no, sorry, New Tokyo Legacy. It has to be. It's coming to Vita. Of course it is. <laughs> yes, it is. Of course, it's a dungeon crawler starring fourteen-year-old sexy anime girl. Oh, you actually yes. know about it? Okay. Yeah, I put it in this week's best new releases <laughs> on <Boom>! Amazon. <laughs> nice. All right. Oh, also, it looks like uh, Jurassic Lego Jurassic World is coming out on Tuesday. Ah. So, what? 
Uh-oh. That's odd. No, it's Friday. It's Friday. According, according to GameSpot. I don't know. They lie. I always, I always uh, <laughs> just plagiarized their new releases. But yeah, originally I did see it uh, slated for Friday. Although yeah. it's it's showing as Tuesday for PlayStation platforms. I may end up cutting what this What games whole thing come later. out on Friday? Yeah. Well, I, I think that's I'm so looking at it on Amazon right now, bro, June 12th. Okay. Yeah. You can't you don't want to you don't want to spoil You don't want to spoil the the wonderful plot, I'm sure, no, of Jurassic World. Like I I just don't know like are the dinosaurs going to break out? I think what it mostly is they don't want people to discover what the mystery dinosaur looks like. Maybe. It's it's like an Independence Day kind of thing where it's like they, you, don't, you don't want the action figures spoiling what the fucking alien looks like. That's right. You so want to see that crying game dinosaur dick. Have they not shown that the like the there's some dinosaur in uh, Jurassic oh. World where it's like oh that's right oh, we made a new dinosaur and it's super it's yeah, so that's the one that they've yeah. been hinting at in all the trailers but they haven't actually shown it. I think you can yeah. see it. And that's so if it came out on flashes. Tuesday it would. It, like, they'd have to spoil it. No, You'd be able to sense. see what it looks like. Because the Spider-Man games were, like, the last game I can remember to run so up against that. Do you guys remember if it was always called Lego Jurassic World, or was it first presented I, as Lego I Jurassic Park? I can't not say Lego Jurassic was, Park, but I've, I think it always it was, was Jurassic, Jurassic World. World. I demoed it, like, back at GDC. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. All right. And it was called Lego yeah. Jurassic World back then, because it, it encompasses all four movies. Yes. Mm-hmm. Jurassic the Park, The Lost World, yep. uh, Jurassic Park 3, and Jurassic forget. World. Yeah. So I'm, like, wondering... Yeah, there's that mystery dinosaur, but yeah. also, are there going to be some cameos in Jurassic World? I'm that we positive, don't know like because the the other movies were kind of like, yeah, that yeah, Doctor Grant's in this for one second. Yeah. I bet Sam Neill or yeah. or Laura Dern could show up on a video <laughs> screen for like one second, saying, "I told," or maybe she's getting interviewed by like Piers Morgan yeah. or something. I just really hope that there's a level. <laughs> Based, That's absolutely what's happening. I hope that there's a level based around Sam Neill's nightmare about talking velociraptors on a plane <laughs> in Jurassic Park 3. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm watching that again tonight. Guys. And, and mm. Jeff Goldblum. He's doing commercials for oh, Apartments.com oh, right yeah. now. Oh. I think he can appear in a new Jurassic Park movie. Like, I, I was happy to accept him in a commercial when it was the Tim and Eric light bulb thing, yeah. but that it just took such a steep dive. No, he was the best in oh, Twelve Angry Men. Yeah, Twelve uh, Angry Men, yeah. Inside yeah. Edition, oh, so, so good. good. Yeah. I think that's kind of it for new. Now, now he's, like, do you have a reasonable? Like show? the next, the, the obvious next step is doing uh, an Apartments dot com commercial <laughs> alongside Gina Davis. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, uh, this, for fly reference, yes. So yeah. there's also going to be Lego Avengers this year and Lego Everything, Ooh, Lego Dimension. Like, which yeah, is, yeah that's strange. Eventually, eventually, I would like to just see every time a game releases, like a AAA game, there is an equivalent Lego game that comes out alongside mm. it. Well, that has become the new movie game. Yeah. You get a Lego version, and you know what? Yeah. It encompasses everything that used to be in movie games. And uh, kids will I'd, actually buy it. I'd also like it <laughs> yeah. to accompany M-rated brands. Like, Ooh. they could tie in with Megablocks Ooh. and have Megablocks oh, Call of Duty, Megablocks oh. Halo, no. and Megablocks Assassin's no, Creed. I I think it'd be Bionicle. Yes. Yeah. Isn't it weird to see there nostalgic so many kids Bionicle about Bionicle yes. now? Yes. Yes. It's another aging thing, man. But I also am the biggest man baby in the universe. I paid my way through college by working in a Chinese restaurant delivering Chinese food. If there were no deliveries, I couldn't work. So I would go next door to the toy store and buy Bionicles and put them together in my uh, mid-20s. Well, t- 2001 to 2005 was like the heyday of Bionicle games. I would get like one, at least one a year for review, and I would just immediately take them to GameStop and trade them in. <laughs> Thanks a lot, PR. Thanks for the GameStop. Yeah, my my ethics weren't the best when I was the only person in a newspaper getting games. Mm -hmm. 
No one I've you since re- matured. Shame. Where oh, no one shame. wanted you to review games. Well, yeah, I had to fight for the right to review yeah. games and to also get free fight. games that only I wanted. I'm sorry, I think the same joke there. Babe. Yeah. For the right <laughs> to review games. Uh, yeah, for free. Oh, for well. free. You say you want to play, but your editor says no. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good topper, right? No. Oh, he did not like me playing games at work. That hypocrite watches three movies a week. No. <laughs> I like that. <laughs> All right. You know what I have to say to that, Dave? (laughs) News is this. News is this. (laughs) Maybe I'll run out of money to plug this newspaper in 60 years. I think it'd be fun to run a newspaper. (laughs) You know what? I watched a documentary on Netflix called Stripped about uh, comic strips. It's, It's pretty awesome. But there's a bit somewhere around the middle that actually made me sick to my stomach mm. where they're talking about uh, newspapers dying off and shutting down and like mm-hmm. all this footage of like like uh, last days in, in newspaper it, it offices. Looks like, like, like people hugging. crying yeah. and hugging. Yeah, and like, oh, God, this hits so close to home. Yeah, well, you've lost uh, a lot of publishing jobs, I guess. <laughs> well, it's, it's so like... It's like watching a door slamming shut behind me. That like, oh, I didn't really want to go back through that, but it was nice to know it was there. Bit. That documentary is really weird in that sense because it, it, it does aspiring comic strip writers. It says you're fucked, and then you have like three people. No, on the web, it's great, and like uh-huh. you're the three people on the web making this work for you, like solely on <laughs> well, the basis of audience. Like they, they talk to them, and it's like, yeah, it's about twenty percent advertising, a certain amount donations. And 80% selling merchandise. Yeah. So you have to create a merchandisable character mm-hmm. and uh, create toys Well, but merchandise also includes books, it. which, like, That's for true. a while, That's like, true. when's the next Calvin and Hobbes book? And, like, mm-hmm. ah, we'll get to it. Isn't isn't Watt Billerson in that movie? Yes. yes. You, know, talk, you hear his voice for the first yeah. time, I think, his recorded don't, voice. Doesn't appear. But mm-hmm. they say it's, like, yeah, the first time he's ever allowed his yep. voice to be recorded. the poster, yeah. too. Which is insane. It's insane. Just That's, just, like, some J.D. Yeah. Salinger bullshit, man. I, th- I think he's just, he's loosening up a little bit. I think he also wanted to spite that other document, like someone made a documentary, like Dear Finding Mr. Watterson. Watterson. Dear Mr. Watterson. They did. They, well, they did make that documentary. And he, yeah, but he, he didn't want anything to do with it. Like. Well, I think. Can you not imagine being uncomfortable by that? Yeah. Like they talked to his mother. Yeah. yeah. Well, speaking of shut-ins that finally leave <laughs> their cave. Oh yeah. Fallout Four. Oh, that is a clever transition. Yeah, Fallout really Four you got can tell Henry wants to leave. <laughs> no, I'm trying to. That's the only thing that spurs me to think of good. <laughs> to think of good segues is, is wanting to leave. Look, yeah, it's, that, it, well, it's true for Chris, so he assumes it's Fallout, true for everybody. So Fallout Four is a game we've known about per, pretty much for three years now, I'd say, and I really like the way Bethesda has decided to just reveal shit now that they. They clearly are working on something for a long time, but until it is ready and they can show you a long-ass trailer, not some CG rigmarole that's fake and is not a game at all, that they just like, no, here it is. Boom. All this shit. Search for things. Pause everyone every second to find something we hid in this. Like, that's what I love. Some some clever shots of Boston, too. That was really cool. Mm. All those cool shots of Boston. how many... Uh, places are speculating about is there going to be time travel? Are you going to go back to before mm, the bomb? Because that was a lot of the trailer that like yeah. you're seeing the pristine original True. world and people 
Like normal people running around in it. They went to the trouble of animating that and yes. building those pre-war in-game. robots. And also all in-game footage. Yeah. Like none of that was pre-rendered. No, yeah. it definitely did not look like anybody pre-rendered anything. Or there could to be. To the point where I, my initial worry was that, like, oh, God, they're just reskinning Fallout 3, aren't they? Well, just <laughs> this might, is just an HD remaster. It just, I, I'm looking at it as someone who's tried to make game trailers before. I'm like, that could have been more glamorous. But they're really sticking to the yep. idea that this is all in-game. They could yeah. they could just have a few hours of flashbacks in it to, of just pre war flashbacks. What's, what's, the, what's the timeline there? Like because I, I, I like well, the every second, Fallout game is after the last one. The second mm-hmm. we got done with Video Game Apocalypse last week, I downloaded um, Fallout Three uh, to my PC and played for three hours. And same thing, I, I, I got done after three hours and like I gotta go to bed. Will this game fucking start already? <laughs> uh, and it didn't. Uh, you know what and, you should play? Hmm. New Vegas. Uh, I. Yeah, you know my experience with that. You know, people have been coming out recently and saying, like, New Vegas is a much better game, and if it's I patched, have to agree. Yeah. If it's patched, maybe. Cause, like, it, it doesn't matter so because broken. the glitches are hilarious. Uh, not when they break your saves and get you stuck inside it's the environment. It's been like 60 years. They've patched it at least somewhat. So, will, it's obsidian. will this one not be broken? Will this um, one well, actually work? Okay, it's Bethesda, so... It'll probably, be broken. Yeah. I, well, no, I... I like I, I talk about Fallout New Vegas and uh, Obsidian, and Obsidian is a company that I really like their work. Mm. They do phenomenal writing. Um, all their games are broken as shit. Not South Park, just because they got much more time mm. with that one. I think they had probably two years longer than they need yeah, than they probably. would have had, and it is it is a flat. The the yeah. I, it's not a very <laughs> I wouldn't say it's as demanding graphically as uh, technologically as Fallout. The team that needs the most time in the world meeting the uh, creators who take the most time in the world. That's yeah. like the perfect marriage right there. Yeah. Meanwhile, Fallout Three was not quite as well written, but was relatively stable. Um, I think all of Bethesda's games like there are always glitches because it's a gigantic open world, but. They tend to be entertaining rather than game-breaking. It's glitchy. Be- Let's not talk about uh, Skyrim on PS3. Ugh, that was just... They may, they, uh, they, why they even put that out? Like, why not just shit on people who own Sony instead? Like, own Sony systems. Why not just like, ship shit in a box? Well, right? I think that... Uh, <laughs> I could take a dump in a box and send it to you, and it'll have a guarantee on it. It's a dump in a box. Um, No, I... Look... This is how I felt in 2011. I was I felt the old, like the only sane man in the world saying Skyrim can't be game of the year because it's broke as fuck. Like I would say that in meetings. But it was so like, good on every other platform. I said that I said it discounted itself from that, and I also said anyway, Arkham City's better. <laughs> so there. I, I, do, I a game as ambitious as something like Skyrim and Fallout is a, is to me allowed to be broken in certain parts. No, I'm playing Red Dead Redemption. Quality a, control. A horse flies in the matters. sky. There are too many things that happen in that game that never happen procedurally in any other game. Quality control matters. It's not an issue of quality control. There's all these variables that you can literally never foresee that cannot well, be bug tested. That but it cannot was also be QA'd. Skyrim. The Bethesda engine was so old by the time I got to Skyrim. Like it was just. It was also, you know, like a patched over jalopy at that point that they then <laughs> put a new body on, right? Right, Mike Grimm? Uh, but <laughs> I, yeah, I the, mean, that's the, the Nissan jalopy. Do we know if this is a new engine? Like, um, is, or is it the same? It engine? has to be, right? It's not coming out on old consoles, right? Yes, but I mean, they could have just made a high end PC version with the same ver- with the same thing. Well, I, have to, I, have to, I don't. But say I mean, th- they're not like Valve. They they're not continually reusing the same engine. 
from yeah, 12 years that's ago. True. It's true. But Softworks, I mean, I Softworks is great. They are great. They're one of the top developers in the world. I know, mm, but I yes. just I just want their games to work and not like if if on release date you need to make like patches weekly, take two more months. Like, come on. Mm, I just the world doesn't I, look like today. But it's got to be ready for Christmas. <laughs> well, will it? They haven't set a date yet. Uh, the Amazon date says December 31st, 2015. So I think it'll make this year. The date so is I was channeling my wife <laughs> for a were, second there, yes. <laughs> but She the, hates Christmas. <laughs> but the uh, that date, I do think it'll be out this year because I do think Bethesda just wants to have a six-month uh, development cycle instead of a... Or, uh, sorry, PR cycle instead of a two-year one. Well, I, I, I am admiring that. No, the yeah. world doesn't need any more of that shit. And on the plus, if it did come out this year, yeah. it would make it, won't. it would make four games that aren't HD remakes. Ooh, this four games <laughs> wow. in six months. I'm yeah. so happy, amazing. <laughs> It'd be Arkham City, Metal Gear Five, Call Oh Five, Call of Duty, Assassin's Creed, and Fallout. Five games that aren't oh, HD dang. remakes. It'd be amazing. That don't beat all. Uh, I don't think Metal Gear is going to make the release date. No, what do you have? You been reading the previews? People have played basically the finished game for like fourteen hours. Can't even confirm whether the person making it still works for the company. Well, yeah, probably because they fired him once (laughs) they got everything done. But like, oh, we're in the polish stage. Okay, get out of here, Kojima. That's almost certainly what happened. I think really the firing of Kojima proves it'll be out in September first because he won't be there to say delay it because I want to add thing X at the very end. Mm -hmm. Very true, and they'll put it out broken. Yep. Probably so. No, just not not broken, but um, not with all the weird shit he would have added at the last second. No, all those, those aren't the kinds of things you add at the last second. Mm-hmm. I think he would, but yeah. I'm sure he has the power to do that. But I'm, I no. Uh, those previews coming out this week for Phantom Pain of mm-hmm. people playing like 14 hours of it mm-hmm. uh, just re reminded me how awesome that game oh, seems. It is. It seems to be paying off on the promise that Ground Zeroes had. Ground Zeroes is a terrible game for thirty bucks. A good free download on free PS, Plus. PS Plus. That's what I wanted to point out. Yeah, yeah. excellent. And it's yeah. it's free now on PS Plus. And the promise of what it is, like once you play it and see the gameplay finally seems to be as good or as reliable as the as as the rest mm-hmm. of the story. Like it's not it's not just you saying, well, this, you know, aiming like this is okay. You're uh, saying, oh, this is great. Well, uh, alternately, if you don't have a PS4, uh, you can buy Ground Zeroes on PC, play it for less than two hours, finish it, and get a refund through Steam, which is something that happened after we recorded last yeah. week. And, uh, One you of the know, I, I rejoiced because hatred. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Did you get a refund? I played it too much. Because uh, <laughs> there's a limit, right? There's a limit. You have to play for less than two hours, and mm-hmm. it has to be within the first 14 days after purchase. And so for people like me who stream, I'm like... For it's one hour. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, because of people no, like you, and because of um, indie developers who make boutique games that often last less than two hours... I, I can't believe... But I can't believe they didn't think about that. Yeah, well... I'm the. I'm sure that the developers and publishers had very little say in it, and it was just sort of Valve making this decision. But it, it, it literally it looks like it's almost ruined that model. But I know mm-hmm. the the people who are demanding Steam refund uh, are people. 
I can't imagine you'd... I've logged into Steam several times since then. There's not an alert that tells you you get refunds. Yeah. It's just something you'd have to know about in advance. Well, there, there wasn't, uh, like, an advisory. Uh, was the there? first time I logged in after it was... Yeah, it was like one of those little ad windows that mm-hmm. pops up. And it was like, find out more I, yeah, about Steam refunds. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, See, I always look at them because it's like, ooh, this game is five bucks now. Um, <laughs> but, yeah, the uh, the refunds, like... On the one hand, like, if, if you're... Uh, selling AAA games, mm-hmm. it makes them very attractive to the consumer because, mm-hmm. and it's like it's like it becomes a try before you buy thing. If yeah. like you spend half an hour playing this game and you fucking hate it, yeah. you can get your sixty dollars back. Um, it works like a demo, which I don't know if that's intentional or not. Mm-hmm. A demo you can forget to get a refund on. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> that's how that's how Blockbuster's no late fees thing works. And, and uh, but just to slightly bring up other news, the Final Fantasy fifteen demo is updated, Michael. With like giant oh, nice. new bosses and shit. Oh wow! I, I don't gigs, remember a, gigs of an update. Yeah, I, uh. I don't remember a demo getting that kind of update, which also leads me to believe that game won't be out on time either. No, nope. that's what pissed me <laughs> off about. I, I, look, guys, that's cool. You want to have the perfect demo, but finish the game that you've been working on for over a decade. Work on that instead. The demo was fine. And Just the people who from- own the demo are very invested in you, Square. Uh, yes, you couldn't you couldn't get it separately from. We're so invested, we bought Final Fantasy Type Zero. Yeah. <laughs> Which is a game you probably would have gotten a Steam refund on. Yes. yes well, I hear there's a patch for that this week that fixes the camera. So. And that, for me, that makes that makes total sense for AAA games. But that there's no distinction for people who make $2 games that are meant mm. to, like, or even, like, hyper-linear experiences. Like, I'm imagining, like, I haven't heard from the developers of Dear Esther. But, I like, mean, yeah. this I, game's boring! Like, Gone Home, give me a perhaps, refund. Or, Gone Home's a yeah. good example, like... But yeah, a lot of uh, publishers of smaller indie games have reported that uh, a Steam increase. Steam is t- like refunds are taking a huge bite out of their ass. Ooh. Like I've seen several charts that are just like here, you know, a bunch of spikes, and then all of a sudden refunds happen. And it's a huge downward plummet, and then flat. I would I would like to Yelch. be optimistic and say mm-hmm. that the dipshits doing not that they're all dipshits, <laughs> but uh, but that like they are the kind of dipshits that wouldn't have, <laughs> wouldn't have paid for the game mm. at all. And are now basically want to play this game for free once. Well, but if their profits are going down, but the, how is that uh, different from piracy? It's it's not. It's, it's enabling piracy, it's, but it's not because it, like what they reported was we had a fifty-seven percent up up in, uh, increase in re- refunds. Well, report whether you had a fifty percent increase in sales, mm-hmm. and you might have. Yep. Uh, you might have had more sales. I know I saw the Octodad developers were not happy uh, about it. Yeah, I'm sure 30 Flights of Loving, which takes literally 15 <laughs> minutes to finish, will never sell another copy. Well, there might be a good reason for games like that to go away. No! Games think... can be any size, Chris. Yeah. Why you gotta be... You know, there's a be group of, there's a group of needs... people out there that says a game has to be a certain... Uh, uh, amount of time, but they're wrong. I, I don't think that's. I think you're absolutely it right about that. It needs to scale down based on the price. I don't. Yes, know. Yes, it should scale down based on the price. And if the, the consumer thinks that's not worthwhile, I can see why you get a refund on a 15 second game for fuck's sake. Why should you have 15 to pick minute 15 minute game? Yes. Why, why wouldn't you pay? Why would? Come well, on. Well, it was like what was 30 flights of it? Was like 10 bucks, five, something no, like no, that. No. Uh, I just played the Talos Principle. That's a great game. Yeah, but there there are plenty of other games that that don't that are not triple A and. I can see how that could hurt people, but please report that a with the your increase in refunds with your increase in sales. And because like it's weird, because like when Steam, they uh, the few developers that threw out that number were sort of like we got 
It's weird to hear things like we sold 18 games in a week, but that is how that works. You sell 18 no, games in a the, week. Well, it's I, also weird because like game returns have been anathema for so long. Like, I don't know that word. You can't you can't mm. get like a straight up. You, you can't like buy a new game at GameStop, mm. uh, take it home, say this fucking sucks, yeah. and get a refund. It has to be defective. You have to run a knife across it. Like this yeah. is broken. Well, somebody that resells games <laughs> on eBay now, <laughs> as somebody who's been oh. reselling a lot of games on eBay now, mm-hmm. I am realizing I want physical copies again because no, I, I because you can't trading them in at GameStop is a fool's errand. But if selling out on eBay for like twenty five bucks, that basically meant the game you bought digitally was twenty five. I want to pass my dipshit kid. Uh, a bunch of my, my entire Steam library as he looks at his Apple Watch and says, eh, how much I get for these? He's foreign. Yes. Um, he's, I, I, I like that Valve turned Steam into this like weird capitalist mm-hmm. uh, testing ground where you're like, well, let's see what this does. And it, that, I do then like the world that. goes crazy let's and he's like, all right. The livelihoods of hundreds of indie developers. Which they will, but they will we... do to get accurate metrics. And mm. something good will come out of this in, in a couple... A couple of developers weren't even necessarily complaining. It's just like, but we don't know why they they wanted a refund. Yeah. If there is a place to give actual feedback, like what yeah. what do we do? What what's wrong with the game? And I mean, there's there's no like sort of a fail safe or whatever. Like you played this game a certain amount of time, or yeah, like if, if you just marathon a game, can you just like return it's, it? If it's if you play longer than two hours, apparently, according oh. to Wikiparas, that's my source. But it should yes. be commensurate with the with the amount that you pay for. It. Like if you pay if you buy a five dollar game that's two hours <laughs> or less than two hours, then you know where you you know what you're yeah, getting that's, into. That's what people have been saying that like they need to scale it based on the price of the game. It's also or, kind or of based a, on the length as advertised by the developer. There's been a couple of times like uh, on Steam, I'll buy something for like three dollars and like oh yeah, I don't like shmups. No. Or like, yeah. and I, I I do, but let's like an example. Like, oh yeah, I remember why I didn't like this, and I can't imagine like, give me my money back. Mm. I don't know. Like, I, I paid two dollars for this experience. That's well, like half the price of an Amazon movie rental. Like, I can't yeah, imagine. I think part of the problem from the developer standpoint mm-hmm. is that you you can refund for any reason. You do mm-hmm. not have to give a reason. Yes, you don't have to give a. reason. And so nobody does. Mm-hmm. And so I'm looking at a quote on VG247. With uh, Matt Gamble, the solo dev behind RPG Tycoon, mm-hmm. uh, saying over the entirety of the 31 days in May, RPG Tycoon was refunded once. In these first seven days of June, mm-hmm. out of the average 60 units sold, over 20 of those have claimed a refund. Wow. He says, uh, part of the problem is there's no way of knowing why users have claimed a refund. There's no communication with me as a developer. I have so many questions. Could it be that they were having technical issues? Is it something that could have been solved by talking to me? Did they actually mistakenly buy seven copies of the same game? Is that even possible? (laughs) No, I don't think it is. Well, it is on Steam. Uh, yeah, that's true. well, you can pay mm-hmm. for the same game seven times, probably. Well, you can you can buy a gift pack. That happens yeah, a lot. Um, yeah, it's and, happened to me a couple times. Like, eh, like, well, you you already have this game that it like makes up three dollars of this twenty dollars. Like, it's still yeah, insane okay, that they do that. That's yeah. why it seems my favorite platform. Period. But I also think there was a risk. Valve was running the Steam sales that were kind of ruining games and game <laughs> sales, mm-hmm. and yeah. it does. And, and like it does, it could very well end this impulse by like, why are we treating these beautiful games with the same reverence? I treat a spinning Buzz Lightyear lollipop at the uh, <laughs> edge of a cash register. Like, like maybe that, that's they're not the same. And like and I, shopping, and you and you should be able to, la- to show buyers remorse for that kind of shit too. Mm-hmm. 
I, I don't know. I, I'm, I'm interested to see what happens. I don't. But you're right. I don't want to see. Yeah. I even told Dave that today. Like, we'll get it on Steam. He's like, I'm not fucking over. I'd rather fuck over GameStop. Yeah, that's my. When we <laughs> when we stream, my policy is I'll buy the game at GameStop, return it within a week. Mm-hmm. It's only screwing yeah. GameStop, who Used. is never going to share any of that money with the with the developers, publishers. Yeah. Anyway, that's one point. So. Mm-hmm. That's how I. Yeah. No, and then that's what was weird because then I wrote like, so I guess the way you put that, uh, this Steam is screwing developers over more than GameStop. Well, in with the, the sense, the, with you're taking returns. more money out of their hands because, bit, yeah. well, because a GameStop used game, n- no money goes to anybody but GameStop. Yeah. That is the racket they've been playing. And like, I, we I, all I, know this. I do like, operate on the idea that most game consumers are assholes. <laughs> And well, they most may not consumers be. are assholes, period. And like, they may if, not be, but they portray can, themselves that way online. If, if let's say, Walmart uh, mm-hmm. allowed you, which they do, I guess, mm-hmm. like, you can buy anything, uh, use it for two hours, and return it, like, everyone would take advantage of that. Dude, I am the why person why you? they changed their return policy. We would shoplift shit all day from one Walmart, uh-huh. drive across town, return it for full price, and they'd give us cash back. Nice. Like, I, I ruined that. That's my fault. I mean, no, that's bad. That's that is my bad. fault. <laughs> so trusting Sam Walton was. Well, people can be. I mean, I do hate. I hate how mean people can be to people in customer mm-hmm. service. That's why I've. I think. Let me let me prop, pr- propose something here, guys. Please. Just as in Israel, where every what? every citizen has to oh, be in the army IDF? for a certain amount of time. Sure. That. Every American citizen mm-hmm. should at least have to work three mon- months at a retail cashier job, <laughs> yes. and then they all learn how horrible it is, and it's better to treat. Yes, there should uh, be a yes. decibel level. Everyone has to waste a summer working for money. There should be a decibel level on phones, and if you overreach that, you, a bunch yeah. of robots open your roof, pick you up, well, and plant you in a retail job. Here's the <laughs> thing. When I worked retail, I actually turned into a bigger asshole <laughs> with retail employees mm-hmm. because it's like, well, this is the way I'm treated. This is the way my coworkers are treated. This gets results. So if I go to Toys R Us mm. and they say, oh, we don't have this Dreamcast you pre-bought, then I get all stern and I'm like, look, if I bought this, that means you guarantee it. You'd better produce a Dreamcast. And they're like, okay, we were saving this one in the back. You can have it. <laughs> I've done that on very few occasions and never felt good about it. Yeah. Never felt good about it. You know what? I don't think we'll be getting many Steam returns. What's that, Dave? XCOM 2. Oh, yes. Oh, thank happening? you. Yes. It is happening. It's PC coming up this year. only. And I think really? it, I'm building an NPC for oh, that. Oh, really? I yep. Yeah. How long, I, I just wanted to play it on <laughs> iPad now. <laughs> I bet it'll be on iPad, yeah. It's I so good on but that's, iPad. That is, Holy shit. that is bizarre, especially for a company like 2K. It's not choice, especially when people are porting more. Like, that's the backwards move. Everything goes to... Everything goes to consoles now. To make it a PC exclusive is just strange. I know they had an interview with Dan Stapleton explaining it, but I did not read it up. But I have seen firsthand, let's say, specific game sales numbers. And I don't want to hold that over anybody, but you really haven't. XCOM really did sell a lot better on PC. I've seen numerous games. Just just through, like, game sales for Steam are like an advertisement. Nobody can afford to advertise a year-old game. Dropping the price on it sells as much as like somebody creating a marketing like a hundred thousand dollar marketing campaign overnight just by dropping the price of the game. That's a beautiful thing. It helps other games like sell a lot. Nextcom has been out for years. I think I'm the only one in the universe who hasn't played it. Yeah, even Henry has played it. it. It's fantastic. (laughs) Did I play it? I I beat it like twice and called it my game of the year for 2012. Like better than Walking Dead. Play it on iPad. 
I got. I got. Uh, so you good. can name all of your your teammates. As I, want us. Point out, I, wa- I want to point out, I've had a copy since the day it came out. Oh, yeah. Thank you. Well, play that. Well, Just play it already. It's so good. Yeah. I, know, I know. I don't know what it I, is. I know you don't think it's going to be, but then it's amazing. I'll, I'll play it tonight. Do I'm you like sorry. Advance yeah. Wars or Fire Emblem? Yes. I like Advance Wars. Then that's it's exactly what this yeah. is, except better. <laughs> except but I, but also I, with resource management and dealing with the rulers of the world. And but, uh, but, uh, my, I heard that, and then I, I, play it, I played every Advance Wars like intently. And then I get to a point where like, and fuck this shit. I'm t- <laughs> I get it. I don't no want to fucking man. think about this anymore. I love doing research, yeah. digging more, bil- no, that, digging out holes to yeah, make you new research. Especially building. in the uh, the Enemy Within expansion, where yeah. you get mech troops and oh, yeah. uh, genetically enhanced troops, bionic troops. Yeah. Oh, so good. I can. I, I, that felt yeah. good to say. That felt X- like coming out. I've never yeah. played XCOM <laughs> ever of so any kind. XCOM mm-hmm. 2 uh, might inspire a top five uh, by itself in you know games where... Uh, we just decide that the last game ended on a, a sad note. Yeah. Like the 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 ending isn't canon. The ending is you lost. Mm-hmm. Uh, XCOM two. And now the world is conquered. XCOM two takes place in a conquered Earth. Wow. Is run by uh, with an iron fist by aliens, and uh, XCOM is now a guerrilla resistance. Wow. And there's now alien snakes. Yes. Which is <laughs> a- so, aliens so- with man bodies and cobra heads. It's now, like the '80s all over again. Yeah, I don't have a gaming PC either, man. I need I'm, to. I need to ask Santa for yeah. one. <laughs> <laughs> I'm holding out, like maybe I during. I might be able to build you one. Uh, I have a bunch of parts left over. You can build him a Frankenstein machine that'll play uh, 360 ports. <laughs> uh, I mean, I'm going to hold out for E3 because I, th- I feel like one of the two press conferences might be like uh, exclusive to this platform. I could totally see them saying it's PC exclusive this week, and then Sony or Microsoft will say, uh, not really. Yeah. Yeah. Well, though, actually, I bet it'll be, if it would be either of the two, it would be Sony because the Sony... Uh, they work together with PC. Yeah. PCs talk to Sony systems. PCs don't talk to three uh, Xbox Ones. Yeah. So, mm. and Sony's been more open with people. Though it's and Sony worked with 2K for the big reveal of uh, GTA Five oh, HD yeah. Plus. Yep, that's my prediction. E3 prediction. Should we make? E3 predictions should be this week's oh, question of the week. Oh, shit. Yes, oh, did, thank well, you. In, in terms of my news, which is not news in the slightest, uh-huh. I am absolutely obsessed. Oh, <laughs> did, I wanted to talk. Like, I love... Uh, we talk about it on another podcast. It's coming up soon. It's Sonic Boom. Mm. The, the, the lowest selling Sonic game of all time. I reviewed that for IGN, and it's terrible. And, oh, yes. and like, and, but then, but then I was just thinking about it, and like, well, the Wii bought it as an exclusive, and if I'm Sega, I'm saying like, well, I don't have to make a good game. I'm making yeah. a third party game that traditionally does not sell on any of these platforms. We're not going to put any of our resources into this because it's just a loss. It's already mm. a loss. We're going to keep making <laughs> shitty games as per the contract. Uh, but my, my favorite thing in the universe, as far as Nintendo goes, is uh, Tane.us slash Nintendo, which is the fake uh, E3 leaked... Uh, Tane? Tane, T-A-N-E. Uh, Tane, I can get okay. it. Yeah. Tane, I can, <laughs> God damn it, I was, was going to do that. Is there a nude Tane? Um, it just generates <laughs> fake Nintendo uh, E3 press leaks. Um, my favorite, like Star Fox Class, Taxi Cab Advertisement, 
Animal Crossing Life and Donkey Kong Blowgun, and you can just refresh it, and they'll all be just as wonderful and believable. There was a new Sonic Boom game announced today. There was. Uh, Fire and so- Ice. Fire and Ice, only for 3DS, no Wii U game this yep. time. Yeah, nothing so bad. F-Zero 3D, My Mario Plus, Wii Processing U, Mario Falconry 3DS, <laughs> Star Fox Crib, yeah. new Super Donkey Kong Man. collection. The, the fallout from my Sonic Boom review was so weird. And that, like, I, I reused a Mike Grimm quote toward the end that was, uh, Sonic is slow and you play as his friends. Yeah. And that might be the most unappealing sentence I've ever written. <laughs> and, uh, like, it, it got reposted on, like, some Sonic fan forum Oof. that was then like, this guy hates Sonic's friends. He's, he's you know, tainted by nostalgia. Where's his yeah. Twitter account? And, like, so these two guys, two guys from the forum who didn't read the review, just read somebody ranting about it and decided to give me what's for, uh, came after me for that one quote. And this one guy, like, I responded to him and, like, he'd wait, like, a week and then respond to Twitter. (laughs) And I just keep going with him. And then he, he, he finally finished it by saying, like, well, okay, but remember you're dealing with a very volatile fan base here. It's like, it's just you. <laughs> You're the volatile fan base. Nobody else. Nobody cares. No, but no. well, so it was interesting. It's, it's a lousy game. Like I kept saying, they challenge me on points I made in the review. Like, well, you you shouldn't say bad things about Sonic's friends. Uh, You're a grown yes. man. And so the news about Fire and Ice was interesting. I only wish people in... would just re- like. Sorry, go ahead. Sonic Boom is a very popular show, apparently. It has very good ratings, like, and they've already renewed it for it another season. It looks like fun. I don't know. Kids love it. And in articles, and in one interview I read, uh, the creator, uh, the some head at Sega just says, yeah, it's this is modern Sonic and there's legacy Sonic. And so anything pre-Sonic, Sonic Boom is modern Sonic, guys. Everything else, legacy Sonic. Yeah, I think that it, in mind. it should be pronounced legacy, like John Wayne legacy. <laughs> and Sonic legacy. Team Sonic Team has got to have been working on something this year. I'm wondering if we'll see it at E3. Yeah, I'm hoping mm. for stuff. Even though they're not going to be there, right? Sega doesn't have a booth, probably because they had no money. Well, but, but I'm worried for them because once you give up your booth space, mm-hmm. you ain't getting it back. Like, somebody it else is, got it. You so. have to notice that most of those booths go to the same spot every time. There yeah. is a legacy thing. I was like, wow, there. where'd Sega go and why is Alibaba cell phone <laughs> game sales here? Uh, I mean, it's probably just more NVIDIA or something like that. A little bit of Gree money. Oh, wait, they're dead, too. Oh, yep. wait, um, shit, the Engage booth came back from the dead. <laughs> Who it's eating the other booths? What company isn't dead at this point? Uh, hey. Well, somebody somebody had said in the news, um, shit, what oh, fuck, what did it say? Uh, it was, oh, it was the Nintendo World Store. And it claimed, we will have uh, the announced games here playable right out, immediately following the announcement. Oh, in, 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 in Times Square? In Times Square, but it said, newly announced games is in plural. So everybody's taking that to Nintendo announces more than one. At the, well, at, they they made it sound like they will announce two games you've never heard of before, and they will be playable, and it will be more than one. So at least two new Nintendo games. New I game? Hope so. New game. I hope they so. say anything about a new game. <laughs> last last year at Nintendo's booth, they had uh, just off the top of my head, completely new games. They had just announced Mario Mario Party Ten, Splatoon, uh, Yoshi's Woolly World. Mm-hmm. And, Which looks really good. God and Mario Maker. They had those are just four off the top of my head that were new games. There, you'll get new games. Don't worry. Like I don't know if you. Sh- who knows how excited you should be about them? We'll wait and see. But 
there will be new games. Oh, I noticed Splatoon was on your best games of uh, or best yeah, Graham, of twenty four fifteen so it. far. And then, like, I do too. It's fantastic. I know, and I'm not saying I, do, I like. I had a bad but, uh, time. You seem to have hated it, so no, I'm surprised. I had a, I had a bad I time be playing it. I had yeah. a bad time with a multiplayer demo, and like. It's nobody's fault but mine. We started out with I started out with all of the knowledge and capabilities of everybody else in the universe, and I got trounced and didn't understand the mm-hmm. gameplay. And it's I, I, it's live. You can see me play it. It doesn't make a lot of sense. I fell through the level a couple times. <laughs> oh dear! Um, like I don't know. It was a fucking demo. Like who knows? And I only got an hour. I couldn't go back and mm-hmm. things. I'm curious about how did that work again? Never got that luxury. Uh, but I'd love to play it again. I'm just not going to pick. So let me give a quick lightning round of re-release news this week. Okay. Uh, here we go. Uh, first off is my most exciting, most exciting one for me is that Super Meat Boy, which had long been on a, on consoles a 360 exclusive, is getting a port to the PS4 and Vita. So ah. finally, Sony people will be able to enjoy one of my favorite games of all time, one of the best platformers ever, Super Meat Boy. So damn good. And the you theme know. might be familiar. Mm-hmm. Isn't it? Wait, what is it? What? Title theme for? Uh... Oh yeah, that it is the title theme to Cave Crisis, my comic book podcast. Also, next. Oh wait, you know, Super Meat Boy is an anagram for Super Meeb Toy, which sounds <laughs> terrible. <laughs> Toy. Uh, um, but yeah, they apparently were never allowed to put it on PS3, but they said they found the tiny sliver of a path that lets them go to uh, PS4 and Vita. Uh, and then there was the Mega Man Legacy Collection. That's true. Announced on Retronauts for Another this summer. Mm-hmm. So it's tw- it's uh, fifteen bucks, and you get Mega Man's one through six, six. challenge mm-hmm. modes, leaderboards, mm-hmm. cool shit, unlockables for fifteen bucks. Fifteen Suddenly bucks. that PS2 Mega Man Collection isn't worth bank the way it used to be. Well, it doesn't come with seven or eight on. I'll, I will no, never part I mean, with that goddamn game. And I love it was weird seeing I still have it on people PS2 complain about that on like Twitter and Facebook and all that. It's like you are literally you're con- you're comparing apples. To ten-year-old, two-generation-old <laughs> oranges. This will not play on your Xbox One and PS4. Mm-hmm. Well, that's the amazing thing. Like these games have never been. These games haven't been re-released all that much. Like yeah. the only way you could Five play and six have one never th- been on a non-Nintendo platform. Period. Yeah. The the only ever. way you could play one through four were as Rockman on the PS3 mm-hmm. and and your Vita and PSP. Now this comes to PS4, Xbox One, and PC. Telehank. Yeah. And 3DS after the fact, but and 15 bucks a digital release. Like one of those things that like you made a sport about complaining about things and like this isn't good enough. Like it's so cheap. And as as I've heard from uh, Brett on the Retrodots podcast I talked about earlier. They kept in the glitches too, like the jumping glitch, the the all these glitches that were in the previous games. Like they're straight in there, so they didn't they didn't fix the game either in the port. So that one where you what was the the the, the boss where you pause? Oh uh, yeah, I forgot. Oh uh, yes, the yeah, the yeah. yellow devil rock. Uh, that is such a terrible oh, name yes. for a boss. What was it called originally? Just like the rock giant or. Cyclops, something yeah. like that. Sorry, that's a that's but a yeah. You question. pause with the elect beam yeah. through its eye and uh, just keep pausing and unpausing. Mm-hmm. You will kill it quickly. Mm-hmm. Kill it dead. And then lastly, another remaster because no new games come out on systems these days. Mm-hmm. Uncharted: The Nathan Drake Collection. Ah, yes. So uh, PS4 uh, ports yes. of Uncharted one, two, and three, all yeah. great games. I saw. I think Amazon celebrating this by saying like, you could win a copy of Uncharted two. Like, I could buy a copy of Uncharted two <laughs> for pocket change. Yeah, I actually thought of, 
I thought of trying to sell my Uncharted 2 copy <laughs> on you eBay. Got? It's a cigarette it's, done. It's like a dollar. <laughs> yeah, it's it's the most ubiquitous e PS3 game there is. Yeah, for yeah you can reason. buy it from a homeless man selling street sheets. Like, yeah, give me a copy of Uncharted 2. Here you go. Here's a dollar. But I'm I'm cool with this port just because four is coming out. People want to replay them. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I think there's been like a fr- higher frame rate. I think also, Sony. I will play the shit out of that on PS4. Yes, please. Two and three. Yes, one. I'm good. I'm good. I, I never finished one. Never I did finish it. one. Never. Not great. Mm. I mean, well, the ending has like this QTE that feels like it would have been in the later games. Like I feel like when you see that scene, you think, "Oh, you this was your inspiration for the next one." But wait, no shit, I did finish one. I reviewed one and I mm. gave it an eight, and everybody raked me over coals. You didn't review it. Didn't what? I? No. Don't you I remember fighting that guy? I, re- I remember playing to the end, and there's the fucking zombies all I'm over sure the place. Wait a minute! I don't no, think no, no. The, the end was fighting a dude on a wet boat. Remember? <laughs> we all have to look this up. It was yeah. raining all just, the time. I remember it was one of the first conversations I had with you. Like, why didn't you review that? But I also I think the we PS4 were reviews at the time. Remember? I think the PS. I think mm-hmm. the Sony has also said the PS4 owner base mm-hmm. is full of people that didn't buy a PS3. So that's another mm-hmm. good reason yeah. for this. Like they're. A lot of people that never got a chance to play it. And so, you know, same with that Last of Us re- remaster. Mm-hmm. You, yeah. It's good to have it be more available. It's not as good as a new game. Be nice to have <laughs> new games. Your description of the end of Uncharted 1, fighting a guy in a wet boat, sounds like a euphemism. Like, you're really just fighting a guy in a wet boat about this. I really, because I, I remember I, I messed up the QTE like three times in a row. And it just was a frustrating end to a game I, I enjoyed. It. Huh? I did review it. I did review it. You did review mm-hmm. it. Your name yes. is on it. I knew it. You said top-notch production values. It you, did have top-notch production values. You don't like the jet ski uh, sequences. They're the jet ski f- sequences are fucking <laughs> bullshit. And a slow-ass jet ski, man. Fuck that shit. All right, Focus let's... is on style over substance, is my yes! review Totally. Look at that. All right, let's speed this up. See, I got to go the, home and uh, feelings fight are the bubbling guy in the up now. Yeah, yeah. fight the guy in the wet boat. Yeah, let's, <laughs> I think that's it for news. That's all I can think of. All right, so let's move on to the community segment. Uh, last week's question of the week, as you may remember, was, have you ever felt bad about killing a character in a game? Tell us about it. Have you guys ever felt bad about killing a character? I answered. Uh, you did. You were here last week. Yeah, in heavy These rain. These guys weren't. In heavy rain, I felt bad when oh, I was heavy tasked. Rain. Yeah, very rain. Uh, when I was tasked with killing that guy for the job thing yeah. for the dude. And oh, yeah. When J- <laughs> when when Jigsaw told me to kill that guy or not, then when I killed him, I felt real bad because yeah. I accidentally did it. I I just tapped the right trigger because I thought, oh, I'll get a. This will be Whoops. a slow roll up to it. Instead, I was like, cap boop. Oh, <laughs> done, huh? Yeah. Boy. Better hang I'm around and kill his kids, too. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happened after the scene blacked out. Uh, interesting. It, sorry, go ahead. Uh, well, it wasn't direct, but uh, the choice between Caden and Ashley in Mass Effect 1. Ah. I, f- I felt bad that I uh, killed Ashley because Caden's a turd and not interesting. <laughs> oh, and also, every Pikmin death weighs heavily on yeah. me. Yeah, I think somebody's. I think Anne might have said that, actually. I did. Pikmin. Oh, you did? Okay. I, I confuse you because Anne would of never your play Pikmin. Fabulous chests. Yeah, we're, <laughs> we're both redheads. <laughs> um, so Shin was the first to answer, posting the question. So Shin gets red first. Says The Witcher Three is riddled with situations like this, but to keep spoilers to minimum, I'll talk about something that happens near the beginning of the game and leave out details. 
Long story short, I used excessive force to save an elderly woman from a group of undesirables. I felt good about myself. I was even grinning like an idiot as Geralt reached down to help her up. She was horrified by the slaughter. The <laughs> facial animation in this game is superb. I felt like a monster. <laughs> it's a stereotypical the hero's actions aren't pretty type scene, but it made me whisper, oh dear God, what? To myself, nevertheless, simple yet powerful storytelling. And uh, oh, Chris says he forgot to mention uh, Mirror's Edge was going to be showing. Oh, Mirror's Edge Catalyst! Oh, yeah. Catalyst. Yes. yes, sorry. That's about exciting. That. All right, it's there's finally a, happening. There's a quote in that announcement of Mirror's Edge Catalyst, Which though. Is a letter that from says, the developer. Yeah, but it says, and we have exciting new gameplay, whatever's in it, and to me, which said. Either multiplayer dumb shit, or you're going to be shooting guns more, which I really don't want. If 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 this Mirror's Edge doesn't have an achievement for not shooting a single bullet, I will. They will have failed me because that was how I played Mirror's Edge. It was I only shot the one bullet you had to for that story mission. That was it. Nice. I love Mirror's Edge. So good. Mercenary Q says. For me, it has to be the civilians I burned to death in Spec Ops The Line. That's everybody's answer. Yeah, yeah. Um, up to that point, it seemed like a regular military shooter. Then when you wander into the aftermath of your napalm mortar attack, you see the terrible damage you've caused. There are dead, burnt civilians everywhere. Then when I saw the mother holding her child... I'm going to read this in a like an 80s rocker voice because that makes it easier to deal with the pain. Then when I saw the mother holding her child trying to protect her, that really got to me. Totally badical. You can see the pain of their deaths on their faces. That made me feel like a monster and a terrible human being. Oh, speaking of monsters and terrible human beings, there's another thing we forgot in news. What? Oh, Uwe Boll. Uwe Boll is back in headlines, baby. <laughs> to tell all of us to go fuck ourselves. Well, yeah, literally. Let me, let me pull this up real quick. So, yes, Uwe Boll, and uh, that is the last update. We have only four days to do with the Rampage campaign. And that was my third campaign now uh, after Poster 2 failed, after Indigo Go for Rampage 3 failed, and now Kickstarter failed too. And uh, basically my message is, fuck yourself, (laughs) because that is so fucking absurd what retarded amateur idiots collecting money on that absurd website, (laughs) you know, we get approached by people like Kickstarter, do it, do it, and you have hundreds, thousands of people contacting you to make a fast dime to say, I can push your uh, campaign and I get 10% of whatever you collect, and it's all fucking bullshit, and I will never do it in my life again, for me, crowdfunding is absolutely dead, goodbye, and... It looks like nobody gives a shit about Rampage 3, so maybe I shouldn't do it then. I have enough uh, money to play golf till I'm dead. Please do! And I was willing to do all of this as the campaigns to make any money. I want to do Rampage 3 because it is an important movie, but it looks like you're easier giving $600,000 if you make a movie about some retarded wizard in the forest. Uh, or for another uh, whatever Marvel <laughs> Avengers bullshit dirt. God, uh, so goodbye and goodbye Hollywood. Uh, visit in the forest. Visit in the forest movie. What? Like, it, what Marvel is he talking Avengers. about? It's delusional dipshit. <laughs> Jesus 
Jesus Christ. Like, you were so lucky you tricked people. You showed a spreadsheet like, look, House of the Dead sold this many copies over several platforms in a couple of years. <laughs> Clearly, the desire to make movies is there. And you tricked people mm-hmm. into giving you money. You couldn't do it when you turned to the public. Well, Relax. A con man needs a lot of confidence. But, it, but his... his <laughs> No con man I could ever... Like, three-card Monty. Oops, sorry, not paying. You a fucking retard. Fuck you. <laughs> fucking like Yeah, not, not the most mature response. <laughs> I understand it's frustrating, but what still. A complete dipshit. God, yeah. I just have a low, such a low threshold for... But, uh, yeah, he, he tried to uh, fund his movie Rampage 3, not related to the monsters destroying buildings rampages. Um, and yeah, I was very frustrated. Posted a couple of uh, kiss off videos to his fans. I guess the only people who were paying attention. All right, ready? Clear out. Clear out. We got to say something once and for all. Uh-huh. Everybody, this is a you, U- Uwe Boll uh-huh. exclusively. You're gesturing at me. Uwe. Go fuck yourself, Uwe. No, no, no. Okay, not that. You have no fans. <laughs> no fans. We're going to do a crowdfunding campaign. We'll probably fail, but we'll do it with our fans. Mm-hmm. You have no fans. Nobody has seen your movies with any sincere curiosity of anything remotely close to quality. Boy, if the Patreon does fail, I would love to do a video like this. Like, people, oh, you, you don't want fuck to su- you. you don't want to support the sheep podcast and the cape crisis. <laughs> fuck you. No, no, that's we just said it very clearly in one of our tears. If we don't make this much, this doesn't go into 2016. <laughs> Uva, Uva should work with Tommy Wiseau. Mm-hmm. Yes, be- yes, absolutely. <laughs> They'd be a, a match made in hell. It'd be perfect. All right, back to the. All community. right, yeah. Sorry for that deviation, but we needed to talk yeah, about gassy that. Gassy on every front. Gross. Let's see. Tranquil Bez twenty two says, "I felt incredibly bad. Sorry, spoiler warning, about killing Shondi and Viola Oof, in yeah. Saints Row the Third, even before I made the choice to save them or go after Kilbane. I decided to go with saving them because my good instincts couldn't let them die." This is a recurring thing for me in games that involve morality, mainly because I'm a do-gooder IRL. My instincts told me, fuck Killbane, he deserves to die. Yep. He doesn't get to get out of here. Killbane. Yeah. Uh, That one guy in Nebraska who still listens to this says, The first time I used a fire weapon in Loadout, the death animation for it is so agonizingly slow and painful to watch that I immediately stopped using them. In GTA 4, when I hit my first pedestrian, I I had been trying not to. When I hit the first one, I felt awful. I really did. And then the first Mm. time I lit someone on fire in that game accidentally, I was like, ugh! This is so lifelike. No, it isn't. Do I think I, I also went ugh because, but because because of the erection in my pants. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's, that's an awkward feeling. To, uh, For the sake of hyperbole, yes. Uh, Bullet Sponge says I can't explain how shitty I felt when I killed Dwayne in GTA Four. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah that's that a good man. one. Uh, kill him. Yeah, like kill Playboy X. Yeah, exactly. Well, you know, I, I think I did it both ways, and like killing Dwayne, it's just like. He's so sad. Yeah. And he's so sad once you kill him, but then you kill Playboy X, and it's like he doesn't. Dwayne doesn't want anything to do with you afterwards? Yeah, I think so. Yeah. To cover that they didn't write more things. Yeah, exactly. Uh, I didn't think I had a choice in the matter when I did it, and the poor guy just turns his back to you and accepts his fate when you go into his apartment. To make things worse, Playboy X basically. Sh- oh, no, it's, it's Playboy X that shits on you afterwards. Playboy X basically shits in your heart afterwards. Telling you he can't be friends with the guy who killed his mentor, even though he's the one who sent you to do it in the first place. So Dwayne does stay your friend afterward. Oh, that's right. That's mm-hmm. right. Dreamsphere says, At first I thought Jenny from Darkness, 
then the prologue Griffin in Witcher 3, then I remembered the one thing that I really didn't want to kill, and I'm sure many others feel the same, the boss from Snake Eater. After A big spoiler here if you haven't played it. After learning about her tragic backstory and that ending with her laying in the field standing over her with the rifle. No, you do not want to pull that trigger. Even the flowers in the field change color right in the fields. Mm. That's why he needed to salute her at the very end. He, mm-hmm. he owed that to her. You want hmm? I'll take it. Okay. Uh, Moan for Stallone says Back in the day Konami's isometric shooter Project Overkill was my jam And killing random enemies didn't bother me so much The trail of bloody footprints That followed after walking over A falling, uh, fallen enemy corpse Did uh, Captain Laxey Says Yeah actually just yesterday I was playing Payday 2 Shot two cops in the chest With dragon breath rounds The bad part is I bashed one skull in As he burned alive And the other was mowed down by his friend By my friend and his LMG I was playing as the character From Hotline Miami though So I suppose the brutality fits Corby Noob says, I feel bad every time I jump on that first Goomba's head in Mario <laughs> Brothers Aww. level 1-1. He, he just, didn't do anything. He, he was actually stuck in between two pipes. What if he's like the peacekeeper for uh, for King Koopa, and he's just like, all right, I'm coming out to greet Mario. The, oh, my God. Enter just the Mushroom right. Kingdom. Take off your guns. There's one I promised we'd read, so I'll take care of this before we move on. Paragon Shepard says, In Star Wars The Old Republic, the bounty hunter has a companion named Galt, voiced by Rick's dad in Rick and Morty. Oh, what? so... What's his... Oh, Chris Parnell? Yes. Wow. Wait, no, no, no. Not Morty's dad is Chris Parnell. Rick's dad is never Rick's dad. He might mean Morty's dad. I would think so. Rick's yeah. dad is non-existent. He's a con artist, and you help him sell salt as a water substitute to a village of aliens on Tatooine. I feel I feel pretty bad about Oof, killing them. That's pretty you mean. should feel that bad. That is the opposite. We that's need like water. Some third man shit right there. Why don't, you, why don't you try some acid in iCarly GBA yeah. games? <laughs> uh, Hitler me this Batman says the first time I accidentally killed a damsel the damsel in Spelunky. I didn't notice and continued to carry her to the end of the level. I kept trying to shove her limp body through the door, <laughs> but she wouldn't go in. Why won't she go in? <laughs> Uh, Why isn't he wearing his glasses? (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Okay, Griff says, I let a certain someone die in Life is Strange who apparently could be saved. I told myself I wouldn't use a guide and let the game progress naturally, but damn it, that person could be saved. By the way, for whichever host said the game felt slow and like a one-trick pony, just keep playing till episode three. Shit is getting weird. What the fuck do you think it is, Sense8? It really kicks in after the third hour. Uh, Triscable says, I regretted killing Trevor in GTA V. Ooh, that's ah. spoilers. Mm. Uh, to such an extent that I went into my documents, grabbed an old save, re- and rewrote my Trevorless save with two, uh, with one two hours before that mission. Mm. Hashtag, save. Hashtag Trevor lives. Mm-hmm. You right. can't, like, yeah, spoilers, but there are many options for finishing GTA V. Um, Curious Quail says you can you can uh, judge if this counts or not. Uh, but in any Iron Man, uh, every action, 
every action is auto-saved, so there's no more backsies. Uh, run of the 2012 remake of XCOM. Yes. I got in a script to replace the auto-name generator for my soldiers with all the names of my Facebook friends list. My, <laughs> wow. my friend's incredibly polite Italian Catholic mother's name got pulled in, <laughs> in for an assault soldier, which, if you're unfamiliar with XCOM, means close combat shotgun specialist. Uh, they don't have long, the longest lifespans by default, uh, but after several successful terror missions and a base raid, she leveled up significantly and was more or less uh, the star of my squad. All it took was an, one overconfident move and a chrysalid. <laughs> Got that name right. Fuck chrysalids. Uh, behind a car to not only eviscerate the poor woman, but bring her back to life as a zombie. Dropping the rocket on her was one of the hardest game decisions <laughs> I've ever had to make. Uh, oh. But I knew the squad wouldn't make it uh, out otherwise. Godspeed, Major. Um, oh, God, that's... Man, that's just... All this talk makes me just want to yeah. play Enemy Within again. Mm-hmm. Um, Brandolph says, I felt bad for detonating the bomb and Megaton in Fallout 3. This was after I visited and talked to the uh, one of the shopkeepers and saw her stumble out after I blew it up and seeing her all scarred up. Oh, yeah. Uh, it made me feel terrible. Not sure if that part of the game was meant to uh, make you feel bad about yes. what you did, but it was one of the things I remember from it. I think it was. And, I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that's why they made that scene. Uh, Soren says, uh, I, I, I generally feel bad when killing most anyone that doesn't have it coming to them. Uh, fuck you, AC1 beggar ladies, he says in parentheses. Uh, it is fun to stab beggars in yes. AC1. Especially uh, when achievements are involved. Two such instances were in Fable 3 and Elder Scrolls V Skyrim. In Skyrim, I had a bounty. Uh, I, had, I had to get a bounty of at least 1,000 gold in each of the nine holds, which meant having to enter the most densely populated areas of each hold. Go murder crazy, then run away to get uh, to get hold. Run away, then run away to another hold and do it all over again. In Fable 3, there's two achievements relating to murdering the innocent. Uh, three, if you count the Dark Sanctum one. Yay. Uh, and one of, one of them required I get a $15,000 gold bounty, which is, uh, which is the fastest way of getting it without going murder crazy. Which the fastest way of getting it was going murder crazy in the large town. Uh, what made this one worse was that these are uh, people you're supposed to be saving and protecting. And the guards that are shown to protect uh, you and your citizens. There's also a part in the beginning of the game where you... Uh, force you're forced to choose who to execute a group of workers that have just wanted to be treated fairly or your other half uh, who since I was playing as a girl was played by Nicholas Holt uh, and if you take too long to choose everyone gets executed <laughs> witness me uh, witness me that's Nicholas um, Holt I want to read Raccoon Hills really quick. Do it. I really felt bad about knifing a bear to death in Red Dead Redemption. It was because of one of the hunter challenges, and it involved me running up, knifing it, taking a blow, running away until my health came back, and then repeating. The poor bear tried to kill me for an hour. I kind of felt terrible about that. Then a cougar instant jibbed me off my horse 15 minutes later. I did not feel bad at all about going on a pump-action murder rampage against cougars after that. Hey. Fucking cougars! Hey, are you out killing bears? What are you, oh, wait, which kind of cougar is he talking about? Uh, the, uh, the, you know, 50-plus-year-old woman. I did Samantha from Sex and the City. Oh, yeah. <laughs> what you doing, killing bears? <laughs> it sounds kind of like Snagglepuss. Speaking uh, of bears, heavens to Megatroid. I can only fit one ball in my mouth. <laughs> I, remember, actually, I remember that quote from the episode when she's making Steve feel bad about having only one ball. Remember that? No. 
I'm actually remembering a better answer for myself, okay. which is uh, I remember there's one stage in Super Mario World where in order to get to the secret exit, you have to jump off of Yoshi so yeah. that he falls into a pit. Oh, yeah. And that, I felt like a total shit. I never felt anything until somebody pointed out to me in like the 2000s that I had killed so many Yoshis. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Uh, Mantis Toboggan only has two posts <laughs> on our forum, so uh, t- welcome. Hi, Mantis Toboggan. Your name is great. Uh, the worst I felt killing a character was in Mass Effect 3. You're forced <laughs> to either help the deadly machine Geth powerhouse or a refugee race of Quarians as they throw hands at each other. Of course, the race that you help will join you to de- de- defeat the Reapers, and the others will have a dramatic cutscene making you feel like a plastic bag drifting in the, the wind. My decision <laughs> was clear. Kill Tali and the Quarians. What an asshole this person is. Oh, man. Don't come back to our forums ever. No. What I, I, a mean I, move. Yeah, yeah, I've seen that Tali death thing. I'm like, yeah. damn, dude. No way. Being my least favorite character, I had no attachment to Tali. Oh. Whoa. Damn. So when she went all belly up, I would still have traded Tali for any other death in the game. What affected me was killing an entire race that, I, that had been shunned and looked down upon while struggling to survive their crummy situation. Combine that with knowing that I sided with the robot Geth who are just straight-faced Factual douche canoes. <laughs> <laughs> All right, redeemed through use of douche canoes. <laughs> that being said, that being said, Bing Bang Boom. Everyone is now a shiny green cyborg abomination. Uh, KG Fan Seven Thirty Two says, "I felt bad about letting Ben go in The Walking Dead season one." Uh, spoilers for that. Uh, yes, he did stupid things at times, but somehow I felt immediately afterwards that letting him go was the wrong decision, despite the fact that he was willing to sacrifice himself for everyone else. Not a decision thankfully made in real life, but thankfully that experience has taught me to always save a person's life, even if it isn't for the most popular thing to do considered by others. That is, unless the person in question is literally trying to kill you and you have no other means to avert it. After Clementine basically gives you a guilt, like looks you in the face and says... Ben is our friend. Don't kill him. I just said, nope, can't do it. I yeah. just can't. Even though his life is meaningless from that point on and his yep. death is yeah. stupid. <laughs> yeah, his death is even more stupid if you don't let him go. Yeah. Uh, buh, 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 uh, Electro Freeze says, I'll try to avoid spoilers. When I was playing through Assassin's Creed Rogue, there were a few times when I felt pretty conflicted about killing some of the assassins, but one in particular made me feel like a real jerk. That was after a chase and taking down a character who I'd gotten to be quite fond of in previous games and played as before. Again, uh, trying to be vague. I know which one you're talking about. I did feel bad about killing that gay dude in uh, in sure. Assassin's Creed 1. Because, I mean, he was evil and he poisoned his whole party yes. of people to make, uh-huh. and they were vomiting blood. But, but he was, it was also in your defense. Hank, but it's okay around. because I'm gay. He's walking around being all gay. <laughs> well, he was. He said the Templars wouldn't forgive my choice of lifestyle. Well, it was. It was that his his, uh, what, his who, who he was would not be accepted in eleventh uh, century, twelfth century Arabian society. Certainly not. No. Uh, Zedabite says the original Tomb Raider steadily gl- steadily guiding Lara to the top of the highest point in any level and then swan diving her face on the rock harder <laughs> below was both beautiful and horrifying especially at the moment of impact as you hear her next snap and watch as she collapses in a pile of lifeless polygons you know what I did that same thing I figured out there's a place inside of her mansion during the tutorial where you could do that same thing like wow. at the top of her like the staircase mm-hmm. like yeah. right after she's like let's do some tumbling and I'm like <laughs> yes let's <laughs> 
Did you, you, I hope you said Lara and not Laura. Lara. Did I say Lara? You should have said Mary. Lara. Lara Speak Croft. like you're from Mario Long and Lara. Lara, <laughs> Lara Croft. Lara. Lara. Uh, one more. Sensation says, at the end of the game, I felt bad about killing the Colossi in Shadow of the Colossus. I mean, they were just innocent giants. Well, except for the ones that tried to kill you. Mm-hmm. Uh, also, I felt horrible about my Dark Souls character. He died so many times. <laughs> but Puddentane refused to hollow <laughs> and overcame my uh, failings to complete his mission. Attaboy, Puddentane. We all had faith in you. <laughs> all right. So, new question <laughs> of the week. Um, what are you most looking forward to at E3 this year? New Nintendo uh, game. New Nintendo that, game? It's probably not specific enough, but, like, uh, new Mario or Metroid. Yeah. yeah. Uh, that's in, like, in that yeah. stupid they fake... one. The stupid fake press release. Because I'm pretty sure there'll never be an, another F-Zero game. Sure won't. Well, I, d- I think perhaps... Never the, say never. The very... Never say never with anything with Nintendo. Mm-hmm. And I do think... They, the positive reaction to the F-Zero content that was in yeah. Mario Kart 8 and how fast it, like, especially their response of, yeah, Mario Kart 8 goes really fast. I could see them doing something Maybe. new with, with F-Zero. I would love another F-Zero game. Holy shit, would I like another good racing game. Um, what I'm most looking forward to is always Nintendo. I mean, I hate to, I hate to take Chris's too, but yeah, I, I want to see what they can pull out of their hats to show, like, please keep keep your Wii U. Well, it's only up to them. They're the only thing that can be the Wii U, and uh, like they're they're it, and they've been firing on all cylinders to try to just get content on that thing. Second, I would say would be they just revealed uh, our IGN has uh, been uh, pr- promoting that on Tuesday. Re- I think Tuesday afternoon on their E3 show, they're going to be demoing a brand new platinum game that has never been oh, seen wow. before. Not scale bound, apparently. A totally different platinum game. And that just makes me happy to know Platinum's making another game. Like They, they need that money. They need the money. Uh, I feel... I don't know, this is semi-predictory, but I, th- I feel like uh, EA has a press conference and they have to reveal something new about the next Mass Effect at this point. And I want to hear about it. There are e- EA's press conference this year can't just be, here's guys making stuff. Yeah. We'll have more next year. Like, it, it's got to be shit interesting, and especially if all that shit EA made us go through with logging into servers on the 360, which I'm annoyed by on ne- current-gen consoles, can I port my save better over and be mm-hmm. It doesn't matter. Like, we're not Shepard. Yeah. It'll be cool to see Battlefront also. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm looking forward. Oh, and of course, Front, and of course, Mirror's Edge. I mean, oh, what about? I, uh, I want. To, I changed my answer to all of those that Hank said. <laughs> and whatever Michael. Says. I, I just want to see more Wii U Zelda. Mm-hmm. That's at well, the top of my list. You're not gonna. Oh. It won't be there playable. I wouldn't. I wouldn't. I would bet there'll be a new trailer, but it will not be there playable. That is, and right. so they're going to be very well, limited on that. Let's see what other dreams I have, so you can shit yeah. on them. Hang I'm on. ready to do it. <laughs> no. I mean, I would have hoped for new uh, Elder Scrolls, but the mm-hmm. fact that we're getting Fallout Four means that's not going to happen. Nope. But yeah. so I'm, I'm really excited to see uh, more Fallout Four, Doom Four, uh, the other stuff Bethesda is bringing. Everything with a four, Uncharted Four. Yes. Yes, but Bethesda has a press conference, so yes, there's got there's probably something secret that they haven't talked about yet. And news I'm forgetting: uh, fucking Nathan Fillion is confirmed for Halo Five. Oh yeah, and, shit! And, and he has a picture of himself hugging otters from something on the web. And uh, the the 
Xbox One may have had a price drop? Yeah. Well, yes and no. There's going to be a one terabyte version that's still 400 bucks with a new controller. And no Connect. And no Connect. And then there's the Connectless the 300. Is the Connectless old 500 gigabytes? That's. $300. See, so you, I might consider buying a one terabyte version if it also let me easily replace that terabyte for like a three sure terabyte won't. one. You can't trust well, you, you can, with all that. Well, with Xbox One, you can just PS4 you does. plug in an external hard drive. Yeah. Into its one but is USB it as fast? Board. What? Is it as fast? Uh, probably not. What do you guys <laughs> think of that new controller? I, I, I haven't seen it. I can't I tell seen the either. real difference. Between the real difference? It's uh, There's changes in the bumpers, and you can plug in non-proprietary microphones, yeah. which is I, cool, but I, like... I'm also looking forward to the week of E3 being over so I can play Batman. <laughs> oh, yeah. oh, shit. Yeah, that's right. That's Arkham Knight out. is very soon. And very, we have, very like, soon. Those of us here, we have tentative plans of streaming, doing an E3 live stream while they're uh, the announcements. I can't wait made. to share with the world my excited reactions to Nintendo. Like, oh, boy. <laughs> I better get busy because I bought some stuff to try and make that work. And I still don't know if it will. Um, but we believe in you, Chris. You, you'll have my support. Help me and figure no it out. You have all the knowledge help. that I do. Jesus Christ. Hey, I'm sure you got it. Oh, Jesus. <laughs> hey, we love you, Chris. No, it's all right. You're fucking yeah. yourselves. <laughs> I right. love doing that. Mm-hmm. So, who doesn't? What are you most looking forward to seeing at E3 this year? Scissoring. Let us know <laughs> by going to lasertimepodcast.com slash forums. First person to post the question of the week thread with the question gets read first on next week's show. Or you can answer in the comments under episode 116. So that's our show. We're going to go out with a quick round of plugs. Chris, I know you're dying. Dying! This is the one time I'm not... Uh, laser time this week is uh, best of... The best of 2015 so far. The things we think of the best in movies, TV, music, books, comics, and Gizzle's names. Uh, and Mike Grimm, if you care about him. Most yeah. of you don't. I know. I think he, um, did he say the best car of this year? Um, I think he did. I think he he said it was the the Studerbeger umbrella. Yep. I think he actually um, did say something about cars. <laughs> and then I and also music. We talked about at the very end. God, that was a really good. great song. Yeah, even the Mountain Goats write good music. God, how much I miss music. Every time I hear a song that I like. Uh, but isn't it nice to listen to music? That Dave and I streamed a bunch of Jurassic Park games on YouTube.com oh. slash Laser Time Network. The hilarious. Uh, well, the dated uh, Jurassic Park for Genesis, the semi-hilarious Miss Clone for Sega CD, the fucking fighting game for PlayStation 1, uh, the one-on-one dino fighting game, Warpath, Jurassic Park, and of course, Telltale's Jurassic Park, Watch Dave Fail and Get People Eaten. You played three generations of Jurassic we Park. Did. Three eras. Yeah, I think that's even four. You can watch it on YouTube, too. You right? can. You can watch it on the tubes. Uh, Along also- with Hatred and Muppet Party Cruise, where we streamed <laughs> that for the first time to take the stank yeah. out of Hatred. I can't believe that's the first time you streamed Muppet Party it's Cruise. It's actually terrible. I yeah, knew I would that. have just assumed that you that was like your default game. Where yeah. you like I love the Muppets. Play because you have awful taste. I love the Muppets. <laughs> it doesn't mean they have good games. That's okay. Uh, there's also Cave Crisis, my comic book podcast. We recorded a special one this week with special guest Chris Baker, yeah. formerly of Marvel. Marvel and LucasArts, now working on Marvel Heroes for Gazillion. Mm-hmm. And he has a lot of fun things to talk about with us in the world of comic fandom. He was such a great guest. Wisdom on, on his favorite Marvel and superhero games, and I really want to plug his books. I can't wait to read it. Uh, wrong wrong uh, superhero games that fuck. <laughs> I forget. It's called Wrong, but it's on Amazon. Okay, just search wrong Chris it's, Baker on Amazon. You can get if the you Kindle like any of the shows we do. Read the description. Like someone wrote a book for me. <laughs> it's a great. It's real cool. I've read it. I've read. Uh, Cheap Popcast just celebrated its fiftieth episode, and to do that, 
We did a commentary for one of the greatest WWE matches, one of the greatest WrestleMania matches of all time. A match that uh, Henry and I were both at, so we share our our uh, memories of being there. And Chris, you like? You, I you wonder why it, it matters. Uh, you <laughs> saw it. It's a great match. No, no it was a, it was a great match. And uh, yeah, so we did a commentary for Shawn Michaels versus The Undertaker at WrestleMania 25. So yeah. if, you, if you have the WWE Network, it's an easy thing to sync up and just uh, watch and listen to us talk about. Mm-hmm. Oh, and speaking of commentaries, always remember lasertime.bandcamp.com. Get those commentaries for all those classic films that we watched along with you. All right. Well, you can see some of my stuff at uh, UB Blog. Over the next week, I will be under exclusive contract to them during E3, blog.ub.com. And you can see all the amazing things that Ubisoft will be unveiling during E3. Uh, also, I will be out next week for all of E3. Huh? I will not be on the show. What? Chris Antista <laughs> will have the helm. Uh, you have to put together uh, a show. Oh. The fate well, of video game the, apocalypse. I feel like we could just talk about E3 and then it fill two hours. I think it won't matter because no one pays any attention to what we do during E3 week. You're I know how your little, your little scumbag... <laughs> no, it works triple-fold <laughs> in, at laser time, I assure yeah, you. probably right. All right, so that's been our show, everybody. Thanks for listening. See you next... Well, see you a week after next. Chris has the helm. Peace! <laughs> Sold a copy of my e- this old ease game I got for I stole from work for got for eighteen. This bucks. old ease game was my favorite Bob Vila show. <laughs> this old house was a box <laughs> that I hid my VHS porn in, <laughs> <laughs> guaranteed never to be found. Yeah. <laughs>